Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. everyone this is uh friday uh july 14th 2017 and welcome to episode number 362 of the mothership broadcast of the wcws radio network right here on talkshoot.com it is the one and the only wcws revolution once again i am mr wcws chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set as we do each and every uh, day here uh, during the week here of the WWS Radio Network is, of course, talk about our favorite pastime. Of course, I'm referring to professional wrestling. Uh, of course, as always, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> of course, join us for, to conduct our wrestling news reviews here tonight is, of course, our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice. Of course, of course uh, right now being represented by the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also, <clears throat> of course, part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, the human surplus machine, John Gross, has not yet arrived, uh, so I will be at, uh, conducting the rest of history, and we have a pretty good amount of that here today, ladies and gentlemen, so we'll go ahead and bring that here to you. Uh, momentarily. <clears throat> Before we get going with everything else here, let's bring J.D. in and say welcome, uh, of course, J.D., to what will be a very uh, unique uh, uh, Friday edition of episode 362 of the one and the only Revolution. Wrecked him. Damn near killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, J.D. sent me a very very interesting video here earlier on uh, from uh, YouTube. Very, very funny stuff. Uh, definitely go and check that out. And that's what and what he just said is what it's called. So definitely check that out, and we'll probably we'll post that in the entertainment cavalcade page there, folks, so we can have an opportunity to take a take a gander at that. But thank you very much, Sir JD, for providing that. That was very hilarious. <laughs> uh, also, of course, the wrestling the WWS Radio Network Group Tour, of course, makes us stop for Rev- for three sixty two revolution from one of our original groups here in the WWS stable of groups, 
future of WCWUS. If you want to join us for the live video feed, watch us here, of course, and listen in on everything that's being talked about here tonight, please, uh, of course, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS future. And uh, you can comment on there just like we have someone on there right now. As a matter of fact, she is, of course, a 2016 WCWUS Hall of Famer and, of course, a holder of multiple trivia titles here <coughs> in the from the course, trivia title contest, Revolution Reborn. She is the last kicker herself. Miss Anne-Marie Rickenbach has joined us from from, uh, uh, from the live video feed tonight. So, Anne, welcome to 362 of Revolution. And, of course, if you want to join us to the, the original method, of course, of TalkShoot.com, of course, phone number, as always, ladies and gentlemen, the magic phone number is 1-724-444-7444. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound and press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here tonight, which we will, which will definitely we'll have a, a, a mile of plenty, as they say, and talking about everything going on in the world of pro wrestling from of course in the past and of course the present. Let's go ahead and uh, jump into the wrestling news and views here for tonight, and of course let's go ahead and bring in bring in of course our. Uh, representative here from our 2017 uh, Hall of Fame <clears throat> Hall, uh, Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice. It is, of course, the Iceman and JD Jared D. Geronimo. JD, let's see what's going on in the wrestling news world today. Well, we got about three stories to talk about, so there's not a whole heck of a lot, but there are three big stories we're keeping an eye on. First off, however, WWE has announced hard that they have canceled the show Talking Smack as a weekly series. However, they will continue to air it after SmackDown pay-per-views. Last Tuesday night, or should I say this past Tuesday night, was the final episode, however, of the weekly show. Meanwhile, GFW's Impact Wrestling TV, however, after drawing 345,000 viewers, however, last week, went up this week to 374,000 viewers. So, for the second week in a row, it seemed like it did pretty good. And finally, however, Hootie Johnson, the South Carolina banker and Augusta National Chairman, who suddenly stood his ground and made pressure for the club to invite female members to the Masters Golf Tournament, died early this morning. He was 86 years old. Of course, Augusta National announced his death and celebrated the sweeping changes to the Masters during his eight years as chairman. But it was his battle with Martha Burke and her National Council of Women's Organizations that defied Johnson's legacy at the Masters. Johnson stepped down as chairman in 2006 and was succeeded by Billy Payne, who ran the Atlanta Olympics in 1996. Augusta National, which opened in 1931, did not have its first black member until 1990, invited two women to join in 2012. One of them was former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. The other was Secretary, South Carolina financier Darla Moore, whom Johnson nominated. Burke, who currently is working on gender equality salary projects, said Johnson, quote, personified the thinking of dinosaurs. Meanwhile, Burke said this a short time ago. What I have to say, and I've thought this for years, it's really a shame he engaged in the, engaged in the Augusta controversy the way he did. But I think history will remember him as the less dramatic of golf, and I think that's unfortunate. Maddox, meanwhile, a former governor of Georgia herself, however, was known for violating the Civil Rights Act by refusing to serve black customers in his Atlanta restaurant. Johnson's public image clashed with his legacy in business, where he was among the most progressive bankers in the South. And our thoughts and prayers with uh, Johnson's friends and family tonight. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you very much, sir. J.D., of course, J.D. <clears throat> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Along with 
King NWO of R.T. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team here on the radio network, and bring you all the news that's fit to print. <clears throat> and, of course, if it doesn't fit, they find a way to make it fit. And, oh, boy, they found plenty, plenty of ways to make it fit, indeed. And, of course, in GTS's case, of course, the best way to make it fit is the old-fashioned method of super glue and duct tape. You cannot beat that combination. Let's go ahead. Uh, the human supplies machine, John Gross, has not yet arrived. So let's go ahead and get done, and I'll go ahead and get the rest of history here on, underway here. And we have a lot to cover here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, as our wrestling history source has uh, has gotten and uh, uh, been divided into two parts here tonight. And I'll and I will uh, I will uh, of course uh, explain uh, why that's the case here momentarily. So just sit tight here, folks, and then, and hang on here as we go through. Our rest in history for today, July the 14th. <clears throat> 31 years ago today, which would put it at ni- 1986, Harley Race defeated Pedro Morales in the final match to win the King of the Ring tournament. Race also defeated George the Animal Steel and Nikolai Volkov. Other participants included Billy Jack Haynes, the Iron Sheik, Don Morocco, Roddy Roddy Piper, Dan Spivey, the Junkyard Dog, Paul Orndorff, Rudy Diamond, Mike Rotundo, and Mr. X. 29 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, I believe, 1988, yes, um, WWF taped the 100th episode of Wrestling Challenge from the Five Seasons Center in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And here are the matches that took place here for that event. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, defeated J.T. Thomas by submission. Jake the Snake Roberts defeated Tom Stone. The Bolsheviks, Boris Zukov and Nikolai Volkov, defeated Chris Zarma and Frank DeFalco. Tito Santana defeated Rick Ganter. Greg the Hammer Valentine defeated Warren Bianchi. Bianchi, I guess that is how you pronounce that, via submission. Taylor, Terry Taylor, of course, was for a while he was known as the Red Rooster, defeated Scott Casey via submission. And the big boss man defeated Tom Dixon in just 88 seconds. 26 years ago today, which would put it at 1991, WCW presented the Great American Bash from the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. About 7,000 were in attendance with about 145,000 homes purchasing the event on pay-per-view. It's the first major show for WCW since the sudden departure of their world champion at the time, Ric Flair. Flair left and or was fired, depending on who's telling the story, from the promotion over a contract dispute and took the WCW World Heavyweight Championship belt with him, which, of course, was the big gold belt, as everyone knows, since he was owed his deposit on the belt. NWA still recognized Flair as their world champion until his WWF debut in September. WCW commissioned a new belt but it was not ready in time for the show. The Dusty Rhodes used an old heavyweight title belt from Florida as a makeshift WCW world title belt. Performers could be seen giving less than full effort on the show in protest of the Flair departure, and fans throughout the arena chanted, We Want Flair, during the night. The combination of elements made this one of the worst pay-per-views in wrestling history. Not surprisingly, the show was voted the worst major wrestling card of 1991 by Wrestling Observer Newsletter readers. 
And here are the matches that took place at this event. The Junkyard Dog defeated Black Bart in a pre-show dark match. PN News and Bobby Eaton defeated Steve Austin and Terrence Taylor in a scaffold match. Prior to the match, the rules were changed from a traditional scaffold match to a capture the flag scaffold match where one team had to reach the other's flag. <clears throat> okay. The Yellow Dog defeated Johnny B. Bad by DQ. Ron Simmons defeated Oz. Big Josh defeated Black Blood in a lumberjack match. Dustin Rhodes and the Southern Boys, Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong, defeated the Fabulous Freebirds, Bad Street, Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes, with Big Daddy Dink in an elimination match. In a side nugget, the 17-minute bout had all, had all five eliminations occur within the final four minutes. And here are the and here are <clears throat> here's what happened. Michael Hayes pinned Steve Armstrong. Hayes was DQ'd. Uh, Jimmy Garvin pinned Tracy Smothers. Dustin Rhodes pinned Jimmy Garvin, and Dustin Rhodes pinned Bad Street. The Diamond Stud, I believe that was Scott Hall, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Defeated Tom Zink. <clears throat> El Gante defeated the One Man Gang. Richard Morton defeated Robert Gibson. So it was two former, at the time, two former tag team partners going against each other. Nikita Koloff defeated Sting in a Russian chain match. A chain match was contested under traditional strap match rules, such all four corners in succession, in succession to win. Lex Luger defeated Barry Windham in a steel cage match to win the vacant WCW World Heavyweight title. Let's see here. Uh, and one more match. Rick Steiner and Missy Hyatt defeated the team of Arn Anderson and Paul E. Dangerously in a steel cage match. Another, another side nugget. The Maryland State Athletic Commission had a rule that still exists today that forbids man versus woman wrestling matches. So to get around it, Hyatt was taken out of the match via kidnapping by the hardliners, Dick Slater and Dick Murdoch. So how do you explain the Vince McMahon versus Stephanie McMahon I quit match from No Mercy 03, which took place in the same building, you ask? WWE paid the fine in advance. <laughs> I will admit that's, JJ, I'm sure you probably realize this, but that was one smart move. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. 22 years ago today, we put it at 1995 in Casper, Wyoming. Ken Shamrock defeated Dan Severn via submission to win the UFC Superfight Championship. On the same card, dubbed UFC 6 Clash of the Titans, Oleg Taku. Oh, crap. Uh, Takarov, that's how I can pronounce it, defeated Tank Abbott in the finals via submission to win the UFC 6 tournament. Uh, here's an infamous, infamous moment here, J.D. 23 years ago today, we put it at 19, uh, let's see, 1994, in Uniondale, New York, Terry Bollea, best known to wrestling fans, of course, is Hulk Hogan, takes the stand in the Vince McMahon steroid distribution trial. Here is a recap as presented the next day in the New York Times. This is this came from the paper itself. Gone were the screaming yellow muscle T-shirt and manic persona of the charismatic hoaxer, Mr. Balea, his long blonde hair spilling over the collar of a dark business suit, answered questions somberly as the government tried to show that Mr. McMahon's Titan Sports Corporation had illicitly, 
provided him with anabolic steroids. Defense lawyers in cross-examination sought to show Mr. Belea's nearly 14-year use of the drugs had been an entirely personal action. Steroid use called common. Prosecutors had charged that Mr. McMahon provided steroids to his wrestlers to build up their physiques and this made it more appealing to audiences. Under questioning by a prosecutor, Sean O'Shea, Mr. Bollea, who was testifying under immunity from prosecutions, said that steroid use, in quotation marks, was fairly common among wrestlers working for the World Wrestling Federation in the 1980s. He said that while touring for the WWF, he would call Emily Feinberg, then Mr. McMahon's executive secretary, and ask her to place an order for me with Dr. Zahorian. George T. Zahorian is a Harrisburg, Pennsylvania physician who has been convicted of illegally distributing steroids and who has been named as an unindicted co-conspirator in this case. Paycheck, mail, and steroids. Mr. Belea, who now wrestles on a rival circuit, Ted Turner's Atlanta-based World Championship Wrestling, said that when the steroid orders arrived at Titan Sports headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut, he would pick them up along with my paycheck, fan mail, or whatever. Mr. Belea said that he took antibiotic steroids not only for bodybuilding, but to heal injuries to keep on going, but that he no longer uses the drugs. During cross-examination, Laura A. Brevetti, a lawyer for Mr. McMahon, sought to demonstrate that the steroids were not used or, dis- or distributed illicitly. Illicit- illicit- there you go. I believe it was legal because I have prescription for it, says Mr. Balea. He also said that Mr. McMahon never ordered him to take steroids and never purchased any steroids for him. A crowd of nearly 80 people, about 30 of them forced to stand, filled the small audience section of Judge Jacob Mishler's courtroom here. Many of the onlookers were pro wrestling devotees. The fans saw the Hulk Hogan character reassert himself as Mr. Balea left the courthouse before stepping into an airport taxi en route to a special cable television event this weekend. He smiled, pointed into the camera lenses, and said, Better watch the pay-per-view this Sunday, brother. Okay. Hogan's testimony under oath contradicted to what he had said on the Arsenio Hall show back in 1991, where he said he had never taken steroids. Three days later, Hogan, in his WCW in-ring debut, defeated Ric Flair at Bash at the Beach for the WCW World Heavyweight title. Twenty twenty years ago today, which was put in 1997, yes, on Raw's War from San Antonio, Texas, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Dude Love defeated defeated Owen Hart and the British Bulldog to win the vacated WWF Tag Team Championship. I mean, I think I've seen this. this is a good match. The championship was vacated when Mike, when Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin had fallen out as a team. In reality, the championships were vacated as punishment for Michaels, who was suspended for getting into a backstage altercation with Bret Hart a month earlier. Nineteen years ago today, which was put it at 1998, at a Raw is War taping in Binghamton, New York, D'Lo Brown defeated Triple H to win the WWF European Championship. I think I, I think he had help from that, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know who it was from. I think um, it was Farouk, wasn't it, or Rock or something like that? I'm going to say it was The Rock. I think wasn't that during the time um, that DX and the Nation of Domination yeah, had a... Yeah, I think so, yeah. That like yes, I think that's right. I think it was I think it was from The Rock. Eight years ago today, put that 2009, Wayne Coleman, best known as Superstar Billy Graham, 
auctions off his WWE Hall of Fame ring on eBay as a response to his release from his position as a consultant for WWE. Coleman and Vince McMahon had a contentious relationship dating as far back as the early 1990s during the steroid scandal that plagued the company. The ring eventually sold for $11,500. Later that summer, he he would also sell off his Hall of Fame plaque and the jacket he wore to the ceremony. Believe it or not, things are good between Coleman and WWE. In 2015, Graham signed a WWE Legends deal, allowing him to make sporadic appearances for the company. He did come under controversy for seeking out the position left behind by Dusty Rhodes following his his passing. Four years ago today, we put it at 2013. Uh, yes, WWE presented Money in the Bank from the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 18,147 were in attendance, with 199,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 188,000 homes for the 2012 edition. In a pre-show match, The Shield, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, defeated the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, to retain the WWE Tag Team titles. Damian Sandow defeated Dean Ambrose, Fondango, Cody Rhodes, Wade Barrett, Antonio Cesaro, and Jack Swagger in a Money in the Bank ladder match for a future World Heavyweight title match up to one year. <coughs> Curtis Axel defeated The Miz to retain the Intercontinental title. AJ Lee defeated Caleb to retain the Divas title. Ryback defeated Y2J. Alberto Del Rio <laughs> defeated Dolph Ziggler to retain the World Heavyweight title. John Cena defeated Randy, I mean, I'm sorry, John Cena defeated Mark Henry, excuse me, to retain the WWE title, and Randy Orton defeated CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, Christian, and RVD in a Money in the Bank ladder match for a future WWE championship match up to one year. Two years ago today, we put it at 2015, WWE presented the second round of the Cruiserweight Classic from Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. In a dark match, PM61, Nick Miller and Shane Thorne defeated Mustafa Ali and Sean Malita. Grand Metallic defeated Tajiri. Kota Ibushi defeated Cedric Alexander. Akira Tozawa defeated Jack Gallagher. Noam Dar defeated Hoho Lun via submission. Brian Kendrick defeated Tony Nese via submission. Rich Swan defeated Lince Dorado. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Drew Gulak and T.J. Perkins defeated Johnny Gargano via submission. And no birthdays to report here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here. But, of course, now we're moving, you're ready to move into the second part of our wrestling history here tonight. Uh, and J.D. might recall this interesting moment here. Uh, let's, uh, let me get it pulled up here, and then we'll, uh, uh, we'll, uh, We'll get it all pulled up right here. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, give me just a second here. Okay, and, and, I'll, and I'll explain what this is in just a moment, but we're going to start off with the second part of our history with this. Let's suppose for a moment you turn on the USA Network at 7.59 p.m. Eastern. The end credits for NCIS rolls. 8 p.m. comes. You have your WWE stadium, stadium uh, fireworks, whatever, and instead 
uh, and, uh, and I'm going I'm to do this that way. You have an idea what I'm talking about, J.D. And instead of this, probably wouldn't be happy, would you? No. This is the story of that happening for realsies, as they say. 33 years ago today, which would put it at 1984, TBS presented Georgia Championship Wrestling with Vince McMahon as its host. And, uh, but it's got the whole thing. I won't play the whole thing there. It says, wait, 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 what? How did we get here? That's the big explanation. Let's go ahead and read this. In 1972, Georgia Championship Wrestling aired its weekly Saturday evening show on WTCG. The show aired from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. In 1976, GCW became the first NWA territory to get a national cable deal with its shows airing on the renamed Superstation WTBS. The weekly show moved to 6.05 p.m. Eastern in June 1981 with the advent of the station's Turner Time. This was twofold. Their shows were easier to find via NTV Guide, and viewers would be encouraged to stick around rather than change the channel to a show already in progress. The next year, their weekly show was renamed World Championship Wrestling. The Briscoe Brothers, Jack and Gerald, had major stakes in Georgia Championship Wrestling while Ole Anderson had a minority stake, but it was its head booker and ran day-to-day operations. Like most wrestling programming at the time, the weekly show featured mostly squash matches, with Georgia Championship Wrestling's bouts based around athleticism and storylines grounded in reality. Keep this in mind as we will come back to it. About 1,000 miles north, Vince McMahon was working on his plan to expand the World Wrestling Federation to a national audience. In 1983, he purchased Texas-based Southwest Championship Wrestling's Sunday morning time slot and replaced their show with WWF's All-American Wrestling, a show that would remain on USA Network until 1994. In May 1984, the company added talk show parody Tuesday Night Titans. Combined with its syndicated offerings, uh, Championship Wrestling and All-Star Wrestling, the WWF had a sizable grip on televised wrestling in the country. Vince McMahon later decided that he needed a second cable deal to further his expansion plans. There was only one other national cable deal available, the TBS deal with Georgia Championship Wrestling. 
If he got the contract, he would monopolize the national television wrestling market. Vince made an offer to buy Ted Turner the time slot. Turner declined the offer. The man was determined to find an opening. The company, as it turned out, was on shaky ground thanks to always booking and operating, and the other owners of GCW weren't liking the direction. It was McMahon's way in. He asked GCW's other three owners, Dak and Gerald Briscoe and Jim Barnett, to sell their stake in the company. And they did. The trio sold their share for $900,000, and with it, Vince McMahon got a 90% stake in the company, more than enough for Vince McMahon to control the company and take over the Saturday night time slot. With the change in ownership, McMahon cleaned house. Many of his performers and staff were fired, while others quit in protest, including Ole Anderson and possibly Gordon Soley, whether Soley quit or was fired remains up for debate. Also up for debate is the status of the GCW library. Legend has it that Ole was so incensed about being bought out, he burned the GCW tape library in retaliation. On July 14th, Freddie Miller, the only on-camera performer remaining from the ownership change, opened the show and described the changes in brief before turning the show over to Vince McMahon. The man promised two things. One, GCW fans would be just as involved by the new show as the old one. And number two, they would tape the matches from the TBS studios in Atlanta. Neither one of these promises came true. Not even before the show ended, GCW fans began flooding and blowing up switchboards at TBS. Complaints soon came in by the thousands via phone calls and letters. It turned out they didn't like WWF's style of wrestling, emphasizing cartoonish, larger-than-life personalities over gritty, athletic-based competition. Making matters worse, WWF was both a ratings bomb on TBS and a financial bomb for the company. It also turned out they loved them that also turned out they loved them some Gordon Soley, as many of the calls were regarding his disappearance from their show. Turner fought back by giving TV deals to Mid-South Wrestling and Championship Wrestling from Georgia, regarded as a, as a successor to the original GCW. The shows aired on Sunday afternoon and Saturday morning, respectively. Both beat McMahon's Saturday night offering in the ratings soundly. McMahon's response reruns and lots of them. The Saturday night shows consisted primarily of pre-taped matches from recent arena shows, and those matches had already aired on WWF's other programming. Not surprisingly, there were mostly squashes. This was in direct contradiction to what was part of the deal to take the time slot, have original matches from the TBS studios. It wasn't until March 1985 that he finally delivered on that promise to present in-studio matches. This lasted all for all of four weeks. With the show a critical and financial disaster, McMahon wanted out. McMahon, through Jim Barnett, got a meeting with Jim Crockett Jr., who was also going through a national expansion by trying to unify the remaining NWA territories under Jim Crockett promotions. Crockett would be McMahon's safety net. He bought the Saturday night time slot from McMahon for $1 million, which would be $2.3 million today. And NWA programming returned to Saturday nights on TBS in April 1985. On the day of the return, Crockett acquired championship wrestling from Georgia from Ole Anderson. World Championship Wrestling, the TV show, would become World Championship Wrestling, the promotion, following Ted Turner's purchase of the company in November 1988. Their signature show would be renamed WCW Saturday Night in April 1992 and would remain the company's flagship show 
until WCW Monday Nitro debuted in, debuted in September 1995. WCW withdrew from the NWA in September of 1993. At least McMahon still had USA and his syndicated programming. In early 1985, USA gave the WWF another show, Primetime Wrestling. The show lasted until 1993, but it was replaced by Monday Night Raw. Except for a five-year period in the early 2000s, the show has been on the network ever since. Mid-South Wrestling and Championship Wrestling from Georgia getting national TV deals led to a few other promotions getting TV deals as well. The AWA, WCCW, the USWA, and the GWF all had time slots on ESPN in the 1980s and early 1990s. Herb Abrams, Universal Wrestling Federation, got a cable deal with Sports Channel America. Only the USWA would still be in operations by 1994, with the USWA folding three years later. Vince McMahon's rivalry with Ted Turner would last until 2001, when McMahon bought the remains of WCW for less than $7 million. Absolutely amazing. That happens. That that happened on this date, thirty-three years ago. Would you have imagined, JD, if that things would have been a little bit different here because of this uh, because of this situation? It would have been different, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Yes, and, and you know what was surprising to me was what it said right here that you know nobody liked the fact that that Vince McMahon had taken over, you know, um, something on TBS like this. Mm-hmm. And and they weren't, this is something they weren't expecting here. I mean, their favorite TV personalities were taken out. Yep. It was, And you heard what it said here, it was replaced with matches already, already pre-taped and all that. I mean, they only came to and did a little bit of... Uh, you know what it was originally promised, but like you said, like I said, it lasted like about a month's time, uh-huh. and uh, it's crazy and all that. But you know, that's that's a big time wrestling history moment right there, folks. And uh, and of course, uh, JD, thank you very much sir, for providing us with your news and views here for tonight. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode number three hundred and sixty two of the Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution. Of course, this is Friday, uh, July 14, 2017. I am once again Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line with you. Of course, our live video feed coming in for the future of WWS. Uh, <clears throat> and also, of course, during our, in our chat box as well. Of course, we have it up and running as well. Uh, of course, uh, I have the Iceman, JT, Jared, Geralimo with me. And also coming up, coming up here on the now on the chat box is the human suplex machine, John Gross. Uh, both JD and John, of course, are Hall of Famers. Of course, JD at 2015 and 17, and John is actually the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer. Both men, though, however, uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, part of the team that bring you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon from three to five, right here on TalkShoot.com. <clears throat> uh, let me see here. Uh, We've got, like I said, we're now now at the 10 o'clock hour here, folks. Uh, Let's see what we have here. 
And of course, that's our live video is up and running here, big time here. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Excellent. Very good. Um, let's see. Let's try to keep. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, of course, you can probably tell that our own ice man here. We're going to have to keep him on his toes here. Uh, JD, with all due respect, that if I may, if I may, mm-hmm. may, may mention here. Um, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you, just in case, if uh, if you're not familiar with. Uh, with our news earlier in the week, of course, our posts on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. Of course, you had heard that earlier in the week, <clears throat> uh, the Iceman uh, lost a very uh, uh, the, the patriarch, I should as as I as I said, many, many times of, of his family, as his grandfather, uh, who, um, like I said, a real and and JD, even though I may not have known the man personally, I I will personally speak up and say, uh, you know, like it, first off, God bless him. Uh, but also I will also say, uh um uh it's not every day you get to talk about this here, folks. Uh, uh he sadly like I said, sadly he passed away at the age of ninety nine years old. And he was nine months he been nine months he would have been a hundred. Um, yes, yeah, he God God bless him. Um, well, so but, tomorrow's, tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow's going to be, I mean, today, I mean, I got to say, first off, I mean, everyone who's heard the news and and everything like that, however, and I appreciate your concern, and I appreciate feedback from all of you guys, how I know I haven't got a lot of it, but uh, I know some of the people who have given me a little bit of feedback, how I appreciate from the bottom of my heart, my family does too, and we want to thank you all for, uh, Given us uh, your thoughts and prayers and everything like that over the last few days, it, it has been a trying time, no question about. But like I said, it's been pretty calm for the most part. I mean, tomorrow morning, obviously, is the service in the morning at 11 a.m. It's going to be a very well. I, I mean, today was the longest of the day, so obviously that's the main thing. But uh, tomorrow, of course, me, my cousin Dan, my cousin Dave, my cousin Paul, my brother-in-law, my father, my uncle, and my one little cousin. I shouldn't say little. Uh, my cousin Anthony, uh, the six of us, uh, will all be pallbearers tomorrow morning, however. Uh, first Mass starts at 10 at uh, Devlin's Funeral Home in Pittsburgh. If you are in the Pittsburgh area, uh, it is on Perry Highway in Pittsburgh, in case you do not know. But like I said, he had quite a turnout a little bit yesterday. And like I said, last night, I mean, some of my friends were there and some of my longtime friends were there from high school and people I've grown up with. But today, however, he had a lot more people come and see, uh, say goodbye to him. However, one final time. However, some people who could not, who might not be able to make the funeral, uh, was just uh, told us that they were praying for us, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much. But like I said, uh, like I said, tonight was a decent turnout. This afternoon was a big turnout, obviously. But uh, tomorrow morning, however, it's going to be a big, big, quite a turnout at the uh, funeral mass, and of course, uh, like I said, there'll be a luncheon afterward at the wake, uh, mind you, but nevertheless, how, like I said, I mean, I've been telling people all week, I mean, and I've told people, I've told people this at the funeral home today, and I've been saying this, uh, and I'll keep on saying it, how, I mean, the guy, the way he was, I mean, he ran the City Banana Company in Pittsburgh, how, and if you're familiar with that, you might know where that is, down in the uh, strip district of Pittsburgh, but in case you're not, he was there for a long, long time, uh, and like I said, in the town of Westview, however, where he lived, however, basically where my uncle and my father lived, however, he could have been the mayor of that city. I mean, he was so popular with everyone. Everyone loved him. 
I mean, he was an usher, like I said, at St. Athanasius Church, which is where the Mass will be tomorrow. But like I said, to the uh, ushers that he was friends with, however, and my family, and his family, however, over the years, however, like, uh, even, and with, but like I said, he had, um, if I can just pull it up here, I'll tell you right now. Well, well uh, let me see here. Uh, just give me a minute here, folks. Uh, like I said, it's been, I can give you a little more background on him right now. Uh, let's see here. Local, just a second. Bear with me, guys. Uh, like I said, he, he like I said, in within nine months, nine months from now, he would have turned 100. Believe it, and that's that's pretty amazing when you think about. It. Not many people can say that is amazing, but that is pretty amazing. Uh, like I said here, just give me a second here while we're doing this. However, uh, let's see here. Uh, I just had a second go. Ah, oh, crap, where is it? Oh, here we go. I found it. Never mind. Uh, da 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 da. Just letting you know, I mean, hold on. Ow! Um, shoot. I had it, so bear with me, guys. I mean, uh,. Okay, here we are. I found it, and like I said, you can, like I said, however, if you're in the Post-Gazette, Pittsburgh uh, Post-Gazette, West uh, Paper, however, look under, like, I just look under the local thing, and you'll find it, however, it's under there, however. And I can give you a little bit of background of things just a second here. Uh, bear with me here, folks. Just trying to get this done. Okay, hold on a second. Shoot. Well, while we do, well, while, while we go back to what we're doing now, and I'll, I'll tell you in a second, I'm, I'll pull up his uh, uh, obit, however, in the paper that was like I said. I mean, I, tell sure. you, but I think I, I think I found. Hold on, I think I got it now. Here we go. Okay. This is what the uh, like I said here. Just a second. Okay, here we go. This is the story. Age 99, uh, this is what they said in the paper, however, mind you, however. He, uh, like I said, however, was the husband of my grandmother, the late Josephine J., who loved to play pinochle. I mean, like I told you guys, if you didn't hear the story, he always played, however, mind you, however. Like I said, however. Uh, like I said, however. Uh, like I said, he was a loving father of my uncle and Tony, my, uh, his wife, my Aunt Kathy, or Kate, my father, mother, proud grandfather, me, my cousin Dave, me, I guess my cousin Paul, my cousin Dan, my sister Kara, cherished great-grandfather of seven, uh, my Uncle Sam was his brother, and of course his sister was my late Aunt Rosella. Like I said, of course, he, of course, friends were received uh, last night from 6 to 8 and again today, 2 to 4, 6 to 8, Devlin Funeral Home on Perry Highway, Ross Township. Now, there will be a little small thing tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., at Devlin's funeral home there, in case anyone's curious. But then, a mass of Christian burial will be at St. A's Church tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock in the morning. And, of course, he was the longtime owner of the City Banana Company in this district. So, just to tell you, like I said, folks, I mean, he was 
six months shy of 100. So that tells you right there. His birthday would have been next April 18th, however. So go figure. Uh, a lot of uh, memories uh, have come in, however, and I'm reading some of them right now as we speak, however. Thank you very much, G. And like we said before, here in, in the WCBS Radio Network all week long, uh, we want this device that pass, continue to pass along our thoughts and prayers to uh, JD and his family on on this uh, on this very sudden and 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 you know you can safely say that it, I think it's appropriate. You know we use the term sudden because it was it was sudden, but you know I mean the thing was, however, I think I mean after what happened a few weeks ago, however, I mean until a few weeks ago, I mean he was still full of life, full of energy. You're right, it was sudden, but at the same time, however, I mean. I just, it's hard to say how much longer he would have lasted beyond this had he made it, let's just say. But like I said, the one thing I said, and I said it, I said it the last few nights, however, and I'll say it again here tonight, obviously. The one thing I think that everyone, all of us have now, however, mind you, he got to celebrate Father's Day one last time with his kids. Like my father, my uncle, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren. That's what made him happy. That's one of the few memories I think everyone can take away from now. Well, it's like we said. It's like we said, God bless him. And, yes, thank you. And, and what I, of course, posted in the Revolution Radio Facebook page here, the, the saying that I, that I posted on there, I kind of, you know, helps explain, helps explain it like after what J.D. just mentioned here about how, <clears throat> well loved he was in, in that community. Oh, he was. I mean, they like said in the in the town of Westview, how I guess it was just outside of Pittsburgh. Obviously, like I said, he was loved. Like I said, how I mean, everyone who knew him, like I said, whether you were from down there uh, working with him for the long time in the City Banana Company, or even in the town in the borough of Westview, just outside of Pittsburgh. I mean, whether he, he was in Austria, like I said, he was father, grandfather, uh, uncle. Whatever. I mean, he had. So, I mean, there's so many people. I mean, like I said, it was a big turnout, and we're expecting quite a turnout tomorrow. So, on um, behalf, like I said, me and my family, my friends, however, my friends and family, but mostly my family, however, I thank you all this week, however, uh, for giving, uh, stopping by and sharing us uh, stories and whatnot. And those who could not come, however, I know uh, who knew him how best, however, just outside Pittsburgh, like I have a few cousins. In Florida, who could not have made, it, who could not make it, unfortunately, up here to Pittsburgh for this. But uh, some of them are also out of the country as we speak. But I know they're always, they're always going to do some fun stories to tell. And believe me, there's a, I mean, the book is, I wouldn't say the book's quite closed yet. I mean, it kind of is, yes, but the book still remains open because, like I said, how there's so many people I'll tell you that, like you said, how he's full of life, full of energy, and like I said, just. Words don't describe it. I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be one of the speakers at the funeral tomorrow. Obviously, if I did, I don't know what I would say. I'd be too nervous, but I just said it best. I think he was the best father. He was the best grandfather. He was the best friend to you. He was an uncle, like I said, and just in, like I said, I mean, his stories of pinochle on Sunday night, like I said, and uh, car playing are legendary. It is funny because my grandmother, like I said, and I told you the story. My grandmother, him, my one cousin who passed away a long time ago, and the people that down the street from him at the time, and they're, they have uh, they had, uh, three kids. One of the kids passed away very young. It was uh, a few years ago, suddenly. 
But like I said, the thing with him and my grandmother and, and uh, my one cousin, Frank, how, well, I shouldn't say my cousin, Frank, but one of the people close to me, uh, family member Frank, they would play pinochle every Sunday, every Sunday, no matter what. Whether it was over there, we were over there for dinner or not, however, they would always find a way to play pinochle. Well, my grandma would always find a way to scream bloody murder because she was always accusing people of cheating. That was her thing. If anyone cheated in cards, she'd have a fit. Fully, she'd like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but, oh, she was great at it. She was great at it. <laughs> right. I, I, oh, no. Yes. Sorry about that. I'm also watching the Pirate game, and the Pirates beat the Cardinals. Good way to start the second half of the season, and the Pirates come back to win 5-2 to two in the last of the ninth. Yes! That's a big win against St. Louis, so good way to start uh, the second half of the season. But I know uh, my grandfather was a good baseball fan, too, and uh, that, that puts a smile on my face tonight. And I'll be back in a second. Okay, all right, J.D., thank you very much. Uh well, you stepped away for a moment, ladies and gentlemen, before we do our next bit of business, we'll be doing some wrestling trivia here in just a few moments. I wanted to share one quick thing here. Uh, coming from uh, uh, the app from our from my local TV station near my neck of the woods here, uh, reported off the North Carolina coast today, um, uh, Shelly Island, right there near Buxton, North Carolina, right there on the coast, uh, uh, Officials had to evacuate the island after a, a possible unexploded Navy ordnance was discovered there this morning. And a disposal unit later removed the item, which was later identified as a war as a WW2 World War II area era training device uh, from the island. And there's some, and of course the pictures there indeed. Uh, uh, quite shocking uh, uh, of this of, of, of this setup here, indeed. No, in this this far. Very shocking, shocking there, indeed. Uh, of this, but uh, but like I said, thank goodness for like I said. Uh, of the safety of, of everyone there involved. I mean, this could have been something very, very tragic indeed. Uh, so we're... Uh, <clears throat> uh, let's jump again for just one second. Uh, just got to take it. While Austin JD continues to be away for just one second, uh, we'll, we'll let you know here one more time. Uh, 1724-444-7444, call ID 138055-POUND. <clears throat> this is, of course, episode 362 of the Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution. This is, in fact, Friday, July 14, 2017. 
I'm, of course, once again, Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you, alongside the Iceman, J.D., Jared DiGirolamo, and the human suplex machine, John Gross. Of course, both uh, J.J. 2015 and 17 Hall of Famer, and, and John, the first 2016 Hall of Famer, but both are members of the broadcasting that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Also, uh, of course, like I said, this is just in case I doing this in case you haven't heard from this, heard this, uh, like I said before, uh, uh, tomorrow, of course, will be a real busy day for the Iceman, as, of course, uh, as, as we had just got through talking about, his grandfather, earlier in the week, uh, passed away at the age of 99 years old. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, so they're having, of course, service here, services, uh, of course, up in up around his neck of the woods of Pittsburgh there tomorrow. So he is, um, so he has been, uh, he's been, like I said, pretty much busy getting stuff prepared for that. Uh, but uh, he should be back on here momentarily. He's, I'm back. Uh, okay, there you go. Thank you very much, there, uh, JD. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, of course, uh, of course, be sure to. Uh, just to let you know, here we're going to get, we're going to start here momentarily. I found a real good set of trivia questions talking about the uh, uh, Royal Rumble match winners. There's 20 questions on that. Uh, uh, that? I think uh, I think JD and John uh, wouldn't mind. I'll give it. A, I'll give. I'll give it a round. I'll play around before I call tonight. Okay. All right. Well, there's 20 questions. So it may take. It may take the night right there. That's fine. Uh, um, and uh, you know, we may have one. We may have one other person pop on and just now talk to that person. We may have them on here shortly. I'm not sure yet, but we'll let you know here in just just a second here. Uh, <clears throat> but before we get started, I do have to I do have to step away here myself and um, just take care of hopefully one quick thing here. Um, but uh, of course. Uh, by all means, JD, please uh, go ahead and proceed. And uh, anything you need to get off your chest, go ahead and do that. And I will. And uh, hopefully, I'll, I will return here. I will. I will, of course. But I'll be back here a couple minutes, just of course, a prior three-minute warning here. So I'll be right back, please. Okay. One seven two four 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 seven forty four. Caller one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode three sixty two of the Revolution Show for Friday night, July fourteenth, two thousand seventeen. We hope you are having a wonderful start to your weekend. And of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, coming up tomorrow night, a very special edition of the Power Hour gets underway at four p.m. The caller ID is one four one three six four pound. Of course, this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget Raw Radio will be back with episode one hundred two. John Rose, myself. The Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, and of course, our crazy uncle from another mother, if you will, the master of disaster, the cerebral assassin himself, the G to the T to the S, Gerard T. Smith, and the rest of the gang will be on as well. And of course, we will be talking about Battleground coming up this, this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, and who knows, we might get a few bets along the way as well. And speaking of Battleground, ladies and gentlemen, a week from this Sunday here on the Revolution Show. Beginning at 5 p.m., we will have your Battleground Prediction Show coming to you live from the city of Brotherly Love, the home of Cheese Steak, the Liberty Bell, and yes, Rocky Balboa, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, if you will. And, of course, that will be getting underway a week from this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. But this Monday, of course, also here on the Raw Radio, one three eight seven four four pounds we will have for you our predictions as well. And, of course, who knows, we might get a few bets along the way as well. And then, of course, this Tuesday, we're back in the saddle again. 
with a double dip Tuesday, starting at 7 p.m. with Wrestling Revisited, 139926 pound. And then at 9 o'clock, we'll recap Raw, however, the Go Home Show, which should be a very interesting night, Monday Night Nashville. Of course, a lot of people still talking about what we may see this Monday night. Apparently, Kurt Angle has said that he might bring a special guest to Raw. The question is, who is that guest and what will happen on the Go Home Show prior to Battleground? Well, guess what? We're going to let you know about it by giving our thoughts, however. Of course, this Monday on Raw Radio, but also on Tuesday, we'll recap Raw for you coming up next Tuesday night on the Revolution Show, episode number 363, ladies and gentlemen, beginning just after 9 o'clock, where John will have your birthdays and dates, and and I will have your news headlines for you. Uh, Some other news going on, of course, this weekend. Not a whole heck of a lot, of course. The second half of the baseball season is underway, of course, as you know, starting tonight, as I did mention. Uh, For you baseball fans in the Pittsburgh area tonight, however, the Pittsburgh Pirates just came off with a walk-off win against the St. Louis Cardinals, 5-2. And as a result, they will be facing the same Cardinals tomorrow, however, in Game 2 of their three-game series before the Milwaukee Brewers enter to town next week. Uh, also next week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is kind of outside of wrestling topic, however, but next Thursday, of course, the British Open for the golf fiends out there, however, will be taking place over there in jolly old England, of course. Uh, Rory McIlroy, of course, one of the considered one of the heavy favorites, of course, missed the cut earlier today at the Scottish Open there and heads into the British Open, missing his last two cuts. The big question is, obviously, who will be the hot golfer going into the battle over there at the pond, over across the pond this next week. We'll have to find out, but right now we can tell you the John Deere Classic just outside of Silvis, Illinois, that Zach Johnson, one of the uh, former winners of this tournament, the John Deere tournament, I should say, is entering the weekend with a red-hot putter, let's just say, and of course round three of that tournament will get underway tomorrow afternoon. Of course, as we said, uh, the British Open begins on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, over in England, and the big question is, Who's going to win, especially after what happened last year when Hedrick Stenson won his first major? Will it be Ricky Fowler's time to finally win a major? Will it be uh, possibly Phil Mickelson winning another major? Heck, could it be Rory McIlroy winning the Claret Jug? We don't know yet, but uh, we're going to give you our early thoughts and predictions here on Raw Radio this coming Monday, so be sure to check it out. Uh, let's see, what else is going on? What can I tell you else is going on? Well, of course, uh, a lot of people still talking about what happened uh, this past week with uh, Floyd Money Mayweather and, of course, uh, Conor McGregor. A lot of tension being built up over the last few days. Of course, it got even heated up again earlier tonight, however, let's just say. And let's just say some few words were said that were kind of, well, derogatory, shall we say, to use the term loosely. It was very... Very ugly, to say the least. Or at least from what we heard, let's just say. Of course, the big fight is coming up late next month, of course, in Las Vegas. And as I mentioned uh, earlier this week, however, in case you did not hear the news, however, the fight tower to order, however, is eighty nine ninety five. That's right, almost 90 bucks to order. For an extra $20, however, close to an even 100 you can watch it on HD. Of course, that will be taking place on, I believe, either the 27th or 28th of August. Uh, let's see, what else is going on? Hmm. Uh, not much to report, obviously. Howard's been low-key, of course. 
some basketball news to report, of course, in case you do not hear. There are still rumors going around and have been going out for the past week that Carmelo Anthony might be traded from the New York Knicks to the Houston Rockets, however. But right now, nothing has been confirmed to us as of yet. The trade story began, obviously, on Monday, however, this past either Monday or this past couple days ago, however. But right now, the Knicks and the Rockets have denied any reports as of such yet that a deal could be in the works, but it wouldn't surprise me if there could be a deal done very soon with both of these squads and seeing Carmelo shipped off to Houston, joining, of course, Chris Paul III, who was shipped off from the L.A. Clippers just a few weeks ago to Houston at the age of 37. And, of course, the Rockets last weekend signing superstar James Harden to a big mega contract over $230 million for six years. Wow. Yes. Sarkport is the way there. Folks had to take care of a a little something here, but... uh... But uh, thank you, JD, of course, for bringing us uh, bringing us up to date there. I do really appreciate that. Uh, and I think we lost chat again, folks. I'm not here. Oh, I thought we lost you there. No, no, no. I'm right here. No, no. I was. Uh, no, I was. Uh, I was in the middle of. Uh, Typing something, and uh, like sometimes, you know, whenever you're trying to say something and and do something like that, at the same time, sometimes you kind of lose track a little bit. So. Okie doke here. Let's see, uh, uh, JD, if you're, of course, like I said, ready here, here we'll go ahead and get spearheaded. John, are you ready to go? I was telling the story while you were gone, JD, about something that popped up on my app from one of our local TV stations. Off the North Carolina coast today, that they had to evacuate um, an area off the North Carolina coast because they found a uh, a um, a. But first, they they found a, a navy ordinance. I heard some about that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but I found out we found out later it was a training device from from around the WW2 era. Huh. Well, did, you hear, did you hear about the uh, four FBI agents that were apparently found grizzly, uh, well, let's just say, that they're untimely uh, passing, shall we say? I guess, did hear about Yeah, it was about a half hour away from me, and I guess they arrested the guy last night, but it's it's become quite a big story here throughout the day. That it's been very, very ugly, to say the least. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, one, one more quick thing here. Uh, Okay. Okay, okay. Let's go ahead and uh, and hopefully that we may have we have another person join us here momentarily. We'll go ahead and get started here. There are twenty questions. 
about, like I said, about those who have won the Royal Rumble in the past. Uh, the average score is 16 out of 20. So, um, Uh, so it, it may be uh, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good following here tonight. So let's go ahead and get that up and going, and uh, uh, <clears throat> and get this get these questions underway here. And uh, for JD and John, this should not be this should be a no brainer here. So let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here. All right, question number one, gentlemen. Who won the first ever Royal Rumble match that included only 20 participants in 1988? Was it Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Bret the Hitman Hart, the One Man Gang, or the Ultimate Warrior? Or Roman Reigns. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he, I don't even know he was born around that time. <laughs> I think he was. Well, I think Roman's like 29 or 30, I think. If I'm not I have to check his bio. I'm not sure if Roman will know the answer to that one. But I'd be surprised and all that if, uh, if he was around and around that time. And John also says hacksaw, so we'll go ahead and say hacksaw. Uh, question number two: Who won the 1989 Royal Rumble match to be declared the second winner of the match? Was it Big John Studd, Andre the Giant, Macho Man Randy Savage, or Hulk Hogan? JD. Big John Studd. John. Big John Gross. <laughs> <laughs> what did Big John said? Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'll start calling him Big John Gross. That'd be funny. Question number three. In 1990, who was declared the Royal Rumble winner? Was it Shawn Michaels, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, or Bret the Hitman Hart? J.D. Hogan. John. And And... And he and John was talking about the '89 Royal Rumble. He says honestly, the winner of the Rumble could have been Randy Savage or Hulk Hogan in that match. But yeah, you're you're you have a good point there. But uh, yeah. have a, go ahead. I'm sorry, JD. You were one no, 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 no. Just saying, he might be. It, it could be. It could have been. No. And John says Hulk Hogan, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that. I hope at some point that he decides to bring him back. They are talking about bringing him back, but what in what role? That's the big question. Well, I mean, bring, I mean, bring him back, period. I mean, people miss seeing the man. Yeah, he hasn't been on since, what, three years now? I, I think so. I mean, one, I mean, keep in mind all the big moments he did, you know, when he returned. I mean, keep in mind, WrestleMania, hosted WrestleMania 30. It did the big birthday thing for him. He brought Lesnar guy in his face. And, uh... Uh, oh, oh, the match with uh, Sting and Triple H, the NWO thing. Yeah, that was another big thing. That was one of the last big things I think he did. Uh, yeah, I think so. so I'm, I, I, personally, I would love to see him back. I mean, whatever capacity, to me, it wouldn't make a difference. But I just want to see him back in WWE. I mean, the thing about this whole thing, you know, I'm sure it's probably tarnished a lot of things about him, but I mean... Still, I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. Yeah, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't bring him back. But, I mean, still, but without him, WWE would not be where it is. I mean, they even have to admit that. So there you go. Nineteen ninety-one, the Royal Rumble winner was was which WWE superstar? The Undertaker, the British Bulldog, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, or Hulk Hogan? JD. Hulk Hogan was the first. 
first two-time winner. <clears throat> and John was saying that we, he believes that we can he can that uh, that we all can share the same analysis with me. So, and also he's saying Hulk Hogan um, uh, for the second time. So, okay. What you gonna do, brother? Hmm. I was watching. I was watching some old clips of him. It's not the same, though, you know. No, I watched the match of his about three weeks ago of him and Bobby Backlund on the Spectrum. I actually was watching uh, Road Wild '99, which he, of course, when he went when he went back to the red and the yellow, and he defended right. the belt in a career match against Kevin Nash. And That's that was, right. I remember that. Yep. That was a good match. Yep. Very good match. Uh, and of course, John talking about the 91 Rumble, he says, and that was the debut of The Undertaker at the 91 Royal Rumble as well. I imagine if Undertaker won the Rumble two months right after his debut. And that would have been interesting. Yes. No, I heard, I heard Jim Ross say one time at a pay-per-view that uh, um, I think I think because uh, I think he was trying to correct himself or something. He said something about the Undertaker that he said he made his uh, that uh, um, in, in reference to uh, I think it was a particular WrestleMania. Uh, uh, he had actually first said the correct one where he did de- where, where the first uh, WrestleMania that the, that the Undertaker debuted at, which was of course we all know number seven. But then he corrected himself and said it was number eight. And I was always that I've always wondered why in the world he he would <laughs> and he should have known that. I mean, for crying, I know he wasn't there when whenever that happened, but I mean, yeah. I would think someone Jim Ross would actually know when Undertaker debuted at a WrestleMania. Right. But he said he 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 corrected he tried to correct himself. He was right the first time. So that got me sometimes. Question number five. Who won the 92 Royal Rumble to win the vacant WWF title? Was it Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, or Sergeant Slaughter, J.D.? Ric Flair. Woo! Uh, John? John Gross. What? I think John's trying to do a Ric Flair impression. He says, uh, uh, he says, Woo! I'm going to tell everyone right now with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my career. Yep, the intense I'm going to say that, yeah. All right, and uh, I say Flair will put down, Woo! Ric Flair. Okay, number six. Who was declared the winner of the 93 Royal Rumble? Was it Macho Man, Yokozuna, Ric Flair, or Owen Hart? J.D.? Yoko. Yoko. Uh, John? You're the Geraldo, what? No, I wish. I was calling the action. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and John was talking about the 92 Rumble. He said, and the thing is, no man in Rumble history who entered at number three won the entire thing, but Ric Flair only one man did. Yeah, that's that right. And John also says Yoko, and we'll go ahead and put Yoko down. Yoko Ono? No, Yoko Zuna. 
Question number seven. Huh? Banzai. Banzai, indeed. Uh, question number seven. Which two WWE superstars were declared victorious in the 94 Royal Rumble match? Was it Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart and Bam Bam Bigelow, Bret Hart and Diesel, or Bret Hart and Lex Luger, J.D.? Bret Luger. And John? When John heard me say Yoko Ono, he said that, he says this. That means that John Lennon's wife is going to challenge Bret Hart for the belt at WrestleMania 9. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I do remember that now, yes. Uh, and... John John also says Bret Hart and Luger. Also says also you have to remember the same moment where Undertaker died and went to heaven. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Casket match. Casket match. Yes. That's and the one he's he referring to. Yes. And he didn't come back to what SummerSlam. I think until yeah that summer because he that was one of the first manias he would miss if, during the streak. Yeah. He, that was that was number ten, right? Right, because Yoko, and Fred and Yoko, Fred and Owen fought in the opener, and then Fred closed it out with Yoko in a rematch. Huh? And if you remember, Fred won in the Garden. Right. Okay. And, and Undertaker. Well, that was the only one that Undertaker did not compete in at all during since he had been in the WWF at all at that time. Right. Correct. Okay. Right. Okay. That was the only one. Even though that he said that he has a uh, that he has a he had to have that streak for a while. Backland. 
You should have just put Undertaker, the kid, uh, I think that's talking about the one, two, three kid, Owen Hart, Bam Bam, Razor, Jarrett in there. I guess that was talking about like the ones who was going to, uh, uh, and this, I guess in this Warrior Rumble, I do believe that's what he's referring to. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Uh, let me see here. Uh, and John, you're at, and, and John did say, of course, that Sean, and not a, um, and John says, not, 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 and of course, not saying anything against, he's, he's giving his answer to Sean Michaels, not against his win, but had Razor Ramon been in the Rumble, he should probably won it as well. I mean, yeah, I would, I would have seen Ramon. That would have been great to see that. Mm-hmm. All right. Question number nine. They're going in order here of years, obviously. You've probably noticed this by now. That's why they're doing 20 questions here. Who was declared the winner of the 96 Warrior Mumble match and went on to head WrestleMania? Was it Yokozuna, Diesel, Shawn Michaels, or Triple H? Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels again. And John. And John. And John says he has that in his wrestling diary, which you can look at at wfigs.proboards.com. Let's keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, John says, of course, tied with Hulk Hogan. He's saying the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Uh? Okay. Uh, let me put that down. Uh, hold on just one second here. Someone was buzzing me. Give me just a second. I'm still here, guys. Excuse me, just one second. Apologize for the small delay there, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, uh, we had a, I had an impromptu message pop in here at the last minute. Um, not sure what it's about, uh, so just uh, bear with me here. Okay. 
Well, two minutes. Now let's go ahead and get back here to this. I'm not sure. sure uh, uh, my apologies for that delay. Let's go ahead and continue on here. Okay. Okay, now we're about halfway through here, guys, with the 97 Royal Rumble. Question number 10, who won the Royal Rumble match in 1997 and became the winner of his first Royal Rumble match? Was it Razor Ramon, Mankind, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or The Rock, J.D.? What year, 97, you said? 97, yeah. Austin. Yeah. A lot of people say kind of controversial fashion, though, for that for that pay-per-view. Uh, and John says, of course, Austin 360. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know one thing I've often noticed here lately. You know, a lot of people, I probably a lot of people still talk about. You know, you know, you know, to this day, you know that that's still one of the most popular, popular uh, phrases of all time in wrestling lore, right there. Um, awesome three sixteen, right there. And without it and all that, it wouldn't change wrestling history either. And John was talking about this paper, this Royal Rumble match. He said, had it not been controversial, the winner would have been Undertaker, in his opinion. I, mean, I always thought it would have been, I always thought Bret Hart would have pulled the win off in that. My personal opinion, because but if you think about it, I mean, I mean, technically, a lot of people were, they were saying, a lot of people were saying that Bret Hart was screwed out of that match. Um, That's, I think, what like, so did his heel turn, if you remember. Right. Okay, that's right. Uh, I would agree. I would agree. And I think that's kind of what started Bret Hart's uh, tirade anyway. And I think it really came into tuition at WrestleMania 13 that year. And John says, what you should have done was have Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 13 for the belt. Well, John, you got to remember, Shawn Michaels, wasn't it after that Royal... The, the, Is that his the time when, match, that's when his, uh, like I said, his back was messed up? Yeah. So he would have been out anyway. So, you know, had it not been for his back, he probably would have been competing for it, would he? I mean, that sounds right to me. Question number 11, who won the 1998 Royal Rumble match and went on to WrestleMania for a shot at the belt? Was it The Rock, Mark Henry, Owen Hart, or Stone Cold Steve Austin, J.D.? I'm going to say it is going to be, however, none other than, uh, I was going to say, Austin. Austin? And John? John says, again, tied with Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold did it again. Okay? And we'll say Stone Cold right there. Question number 12. Who won the 1999 Royal Rumble match in a huge upset victory? Was it China, Mr. McMahon, Draws, or Gilbert, A.D.? <laughs> Mr. McMahon. It's a bit funny Gilbert won that. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, okay, uh, well, uh, 
I all, all I can say here, JD, while I'm waiting for John's answer here. Yeah. Uh is that JD's full of shit? <laughs> Hi Michelle, welcome back. <laughs> yes indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, yes indeed. Back on uh, popular demand. Yes indeed, it's been a long time coming. But ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring her here. And of course, I hope I'm not too rusty on this because I have not said this in probably the last few months. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is indeed uh, <clears throat> the first 2015 WWS Hall of Famer. She the, is, of course, uh, the Queen of uh, Extreme. Queen of Extreme. Okay, all right. I, I won't we got the Queen of Extreme, the, uh, the first uh, oh, lady oh, of the six person tag team belts. Uh, yes. Uh, she okay. She is the also, one who cuts uh, pipe bombs like nobody's business. Uh, you got yes, yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yes, and I would agree with that. Uh, also, part of the Attitude Duo from WWS Attitude Radio. Also, of course, uh, the host of both uh, WWS Women's Revolution and TNA May Event. Uh, oh boy, this is going to get more interesting than this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the one and the only. Uh, herself, the black widow herself, the lovely, lovely Miss Michelle Lynn Dodd is, is on. And I think we got somebody else popping on in here. Uh, 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 do, do I have a uh, – is it the uh, – do I notice the presence of the main man? Well, you fucking better or I'm wearing his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and And – Gerard, you ain't not, not going to believe that somebody has popped in here uh, for the first time in a while. I just It just now came to our attention here. Uh, I'm sure you probably have an idea as to who it might be. Is this well, Santa Claus? <laughs> well, it's, it's not Santa Claus. He'd be nicer than that. It's no, Claus. it's the Black Widow. Santa Claus with boobs. Then, yeah. it's Santa Claus with boobs. Wait, wait. Oh. Wait, okay, okay. Okay. Ho, ho, ho. Hello, you are. <laughs> Hello, the Black Widow bitch. How are you? Um, okay. How are you? It's, I'm always great, but it's been a while. Yes, and, and ladies and gentlemen, her partner indeed, uh, of course, the mainstay of the radio network and the COO of WCWUS, of course, 2014 WCWUS Hall of Famer, the main man himself, the one, yes, indeed, the only, you know it, King NWO himself, GTS, Gerard T. Smith is back with us. G- Gerard, welcome, my man. And, of course, Michelle, to number 362 of Revolution. Well, Hello. And before we continue on, I just want to say, and I said this to Chad earlier before you guys came on the air, I want to say to you both, along with John, and John said it earlier too this week, I want to thank you both, however, for your uh, prayers and thoughts of my family this past week. It has been a very, very somewhat emotional, but a very uh, somewhat happy week in a way, however. I mean, granted, however, it does suck that he is, my grandfather is gone, however, and he will be buried tomorrow, but... As I told Chad earlier, Howard, 99 years is a long time, and, but like I said, from your prayers and thoughts from all of you guys, Howard, out there, however, from both of you specifically, Howard, I thank you both, Howard, along with Chad and John and everyone else out there who have uh, expressed thoughts this week for my family, Howard. It couldn't mean any more to me, Howard, personally, because like I said, I mean, this was a, this guy was a prince. What can I say? My grandfather was a true 
pioneer prince, and as Chad said, the matriarch he was. However, and uh, now, however, come tomorrow, that won't be anymore. But he will be always the matriarch in our family and spirit, no matter what. And I thank you both for your prayers and thoughts this week from the bottom of my heart. And uh, yes, indeed. And of course, I'm sure you are the show. Y'all probably had noticed that I had, I had, of course, I, in respect, I actually posted uh, on the. Uh, Revolution Radio Radio Facebook page uh, a tribute, uh, of course, to uh, to uh, <clears throat> uh, JG's grandfather. I'm sure I don't know if you have had an opportunity to read it or not, um, but of course I will. Uh, but I, I will. Well, I'll bring it up because I can pull it up here just as easily. Uh, if I may, uh, well, go I ahead. Just, if y'all haven't heard my voice in so long. I know y'all missed me terribly, but we um, have. <clears throat> yes. You know, 99 years is a long time. Yes, it is. He had a good long life. Yes, he did. And you're putting him at rest in peace tomorrow, and he'll be happy again. Not he will. Not that he wasn't happy now, but he'll be at peace and back with his loved ones. So that's the main thing. You're right, Michelle. And I told uh, Chad earlier how I, and how much and you enjoyed both. How the thing that, like I said, I mean, he did live a long life. And next April, he would have been 100. God bless him. I mean, he had a lot of grandchildren, great-grandchildren. He got to see them one more time, how our Father's Day. But the thing I laugh at, and Chad got a real chuckle out of this, and I told you, Chad, the story. Him, my grandmother, and a bunch of people, every Sunday, however, as long as I can remember, used to play Pinochle. Well, my grandmother, God bless her, would always scream at the top of her lungs if the bottom of the deck was being dealt out the wrong way. She would always claim cheating would be happening. <laughs> Pinochle. And I swear, that's a true story. That's an honestly got true story. And, but every Sunday, that was their thing. And I know tonight, how when I was at the funeral home, how earlier tonight, how a couple of people were talking about that. I was talking with a couple of friends of mine. And I said, right now I can see my grandma and him and a couple other people I know, my aunt and some other members of my family playing pinochle right now, and my grandma already screaming at him. Why are you dealing? Why are you dealing from the bottom of the deck? But no, it, it's it's going to be a bittersweet day tomorrow. I mean, my sister, my cousin, are doing the readings. Me and about several of my cousins are going to be Paul Bears, including my dad and my uncle. But like I said, how I mean, he did have one last big great moment in his life, how and I did mention, and that this is the moment that will stick with me, and it will stick with me for a long time is that this past Father's Day, he got to celebrate with his grandkids and great-grandkids one more time. And like I said, it was just an unfortunate thing that happened right before the 4th of July that this happened. But after uh, what happened Tuesday, however, like I said, however, I mean, he could have ran for mayor in this uh, in the small borough we live at, however, Westview, because, I mean, everyone knew him, everyone loved him. From whether he worked as, I mean, he worked down in City Banana, which is one of the bigger banana packing house uh, areas in Pittsburgh back in the day, or as an usher. I mean, that's the way he was. He was a prince. Well, God bless him. Thank you. And, Thank you very much. And I did post it. This is part of the post that I made. I made this Wednesday night, Wednesday morning, I should say. Mm-hmm. If y'all remember me talking about the tombstone of the late Yokozuna. Uh, this was actually posted on his uh, headstone, um, and I figured this might kind of be, this kind of sounded really, really true about JD's grandfather, of course, because he's had the story here that he just now told us. I put this on the bottom of this. You, you'll definitely get a kick. You'll definitely would love this. And I put it in word for word, just like it says, and I and I quote here: <clears throat> God saw that he was suffering, and easing the pain was not meant to be. 
So he opened his arms and whispered, My child, come with me. A tired heart stopped beating, hard-working hands put to rest. God broke our hearts to prove to us he only takes the best. So I could not think of a better thing to put down there because, like I said, this man, as J.D. did mention, was a a, a prince. A a saint would be another term I could think of. He was, no doubt. And, and, uh, of course, like I said, man, very much to J.D. and his family. So uh, grandparents always do. And when you lose them and all that, it's kind of, of course, when I lost my grandmother three, uh, four years ago, I mean, I know how that felt. So, I mean, that was my last surviving grandparents. I mean, I know how that felt. So, <laughs> so like, we, will, we, will, we will definitely be saying a prayer for uh, uh, J.D. and his family tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime here, what we're going to do here is, is we might take it a little bit here in the overtime. I'm going to bookmark this quiz that we were working with here. And we had about a few more questions. John's already left for the night anyway. Yeah, he uh, already messaged me. He said he'll see everyone on Monday, he told me. All right, so uh, we'll post one. We'll, we'll do this, and we'll do, and we'll finish this up sometime here uh, next week. I wanted to get a comment, um, especially um, <clears throat> uh, Gerard and Michelle. Uh, I'm sure Gerard, I've, I've mentioned this. We talked about this. I don't know, Michelle, if you noticed a change in one of the groups or not, but I will go ahead and mention this message, what this is. Uh, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure, Michelle, you've been keeping up with the deal with TNA and Global Force. Uh, you know, the fact that they're know that TNA pretty much has been changed over and they, it's all now under Global Force Wrestling. Well, after some talk here, Gerard and I both agreed that, you know, we might need to update the TNA US group, and we did. The group is now officially called GFWUS A Whole New Impact. Because the show oh, is still I like that. the show I think is still called Impact to my understanding. Uh, and as for the belt that Gerard holds, the tribute title belt, it too has also been changed. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I just thought it was sweet. And it's has been renamed the TNA US GFWUS Unified World Heavyweight Championship. And Gerard is still is 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 still in order. So, uh, <clears throat> uh, Gerard, have you had a chance to look at the page, my man? Yeah, I did. It uh, looks good. Yeah, looks good. I like the belt too. update the banner. Other than that, it looks. I mean, it looks great. Yeah. So I did. And actually, now I did find this out here, guys. The web address is also different. I, ha- I am now, Facebook has made it possible for you to change the web address if you need to. And I, and I did. If I'm not mistaken, I think I, um, I'll have to look at it. I think I, I changed it to, uh, let's see, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash, I want to say GFWUS uh New Impact Power, I think is what I'm calling it now. I think that's what it's called. But I'll have to look at it again and see. But we'll, uh, but, uh, but like I said, I mean, uh, I just want to throw that out there just in case if anyone was looking for the TNA US group that it was no longer, that it's been altered. So that's what I mentioned it to you. Uh, I was going to ask Michelle something, though. I know uh, it's been a while since we've heard from Michelle and we've gone to our thoughts on this. I know I talked to you offline, Michelle, but also with all the stuff that's been going on with Alberto, El Patron, and Paige, maybe you could uh, weigh in with your thoughts on that and uh, your thoughts about what's been going on with this whole uh, 
announcement that supposedly Kurt Angle might have on Monday. I mean, what's your spin and take? Uh, I'm going to tread lightly on the uh, Alberto Del Rio situation because of Gerard, because I know that he is a fan of uh, Del Rio. But, um, you know, shit happens, I guess. Uh, I, I don't particularly care for what happened who did what who said what i i don't i don't know i don't yeah i'm like tongue-tied but uh yeah it's uh it doesn't surprise me and uh i'm surprised that they actually took action against him this time uh being that he's gotten away with quite a bit these last few months or so um but, uh, I mean, in my opinion, honestly, and I'm sorry, Gerard, don't hate me for saying this. Honestly, they should fire him. But that's just my opinion. Uh, as far as Kurt Angle goes, um, I know it has something to do with Dixie Carter is involved. Because apparently she's supposed to be on Raw Monday. Oh, God. Um. So I know it has something to do along that lines with her. Yep. Uh, I'm not really sure where they're going to go with it. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens, I guess. Um, yep. Basically, in my eyes, wrestling uh, has always been a big love of mine and all that. But here lately, uh, it's really pissed me off to no end. Yeah, I know you told me that you weren't very impressed with uh, Great Balls of Fire, and you thought that was a terrible show. Uh, none of the pay-per-views have been worth a shit, honestly, that I've seen. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my thing is, I- I'll-, I'll make it quick. I'll break it down. First of all, big mistake of breaking up end zone cast. Stupid move. Second of all, end zone cast should not have come up the roster as fast as they did. Third of all, they're pushing Roman Reigns to the frickin' moon and back. Go figure. Uh, next, uh, uh, if WWE's smart and can, you know, pull their the corn cob out of their out of fucking Vince McMahon's ass, um, I think that things would actually, you know, frickin' run right, uh, and it would benefit everybody and all the fans want to see the Shield reunite. Do it. You're forming three man factions already. Ooh. They're going to at SummerSlam. Huh? They're going to at SummerSlam, apparently. For one match, maybe. That's what I heard, too. Yeah, that's what I heard a couple of times. Oh, well, that's a new one to me. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, I mean, my thing is, is, you know, you don't... (laughs) You don't have enough to form three-man factions, but yet you're making it happen. You're shitting on the club who, uh... I know Gerard will love to hear me say this. Uh, you're shitting on the club who is a uh, phenomenal freaking tag team, have been for so many years, held so many titles as that and the other, and you're shitting on them. Here's a thought. Put them with fucking Finn Balor, turn him heel, make a three-man faction on that, let the Shield reunite, and run and run all over top of everybody. Yep. You know, and that's your, that's your, that would be your big heat feud is the shield with the club. It's golden. It's money. I don't know why they don't want to do the dumb shit. 
because Finn Balor is not over with the crowd right now. I'm sorry. He's not. I don't know why, but he's not. He's not. He's not. Neither is Seth. Neither is Dean. Not that I'm a very big Dean Ambrose fan. We all know that here. But Seth Rollins is getting shit on. Uh, Let's see. There's quite a few others that are getting shit on in this, and it's really pissing me off. Um, I don't know where they plan on going with this, and, you know, the shit with Brock Lesnar, and Samoa Joe, and Roman, and what's the other one that's going to be in Yes, thank you. Braun Strowman. That shit's for the birds, if you ask me. Because I'm sorry, Brock Lesnar can beat every damn one of them. He's proven it. Yep. <clears throat> I don't see where he has to prove it again. But that's what they're going to do. They're going to continue to beat a dead horse on the ground with reoccurring feuds, and that's the shit that's pissing me off. Yep. And, I, you know, if you would just... Roman, his promos and stuff have been nothing but pure heel. Why yeah. the hell not turn them or put the damn shield back together to make that man get back over with the crowd? Because right now... Ever since he beat The Undertaker, it is just getting worse day by day, day by day. Another thing, I, and, you know, Gerard and I love The Miz, and J.D., don't you say a damn word. I'm not don't saying say a no damn word. I'm not going to. Keep it low-key. You know, him, him and Dean Ambrose have mad, mad-ass chemistry in the ring. Those two can put on one hell of a feud, and they've proven it, and they continue to prove it. Yes. But, there again, that's something that's growing old, and you're there again beating a dead freaking horse. Uh, You know, SmackDown for a hot minute, um, Ty Dellinger, what the hell are you doing to him? Nothing. Yep. You're not doing nothing with him. You're wasting him. You're wasting him. You bring, Mike and Maria come in. What the fuck are you doing with them? Excuse the language, but what are you doing with them? Nothing. You give them this power of love gimmick? What the hell is that shit? I'm sorry, and you know I love Mike and Maria, but really, what the hell is that shit? Yep. I, I, I want to throw up. Like, yep. seriously. And I love them, and I'm like, you know, y'all are better than this shit. Well, yep. who, whose idea was this? I don't know. The and, creative. Right, it was and, the creative team's idea. It's right. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, now you want to feud Mike Bennett with Sami Zayn? Sorry, JD, yes. but give me a break. I agree. I'm going to agree Sammy with you. I agree. Zane it is bad. It is very is, bad. I agree. It's not fun. Sami Zayn lately is nothing but a freaking beat-up boy. Yes, he is. They I have agree. done nothing but shit on him, and his career yep. is going down the toilet. Yep. Kevin Owens, what the hell are they doing with him? Yeah, they got the belt off him. Styles wins they, the freaking title at a house show? Yep. Since when does that shit happen? Yep. Never. Right. It doesn't. Right. And another thing. I've, I've been to plenty of house shows and I've never seen anybody won a, a sure. damn title while I was there. And I don't mean to cut you off or draw it off again. Another thing I think we've talked about many times, all of us have talked before, they're definitely nothing doing with the women, too. The raw women are getting more and more stale. The SmackDown women are getting oh, more oh, and more oh, stale. Oh, okay. You, you want to. Okay, let's, let's talk women. Okay, let's talk women. Oh, that just really doesn't sound right. But let's talk the women's division. Let's do that. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Um, War now being on her motorboat. You go ahead and talk. <laughs> if you ask me, the strongest woman 
on Monday Night Raw, and I know Gerard T. Smith will agree with me one million percent, is fucking Alexa Bliss. Nobody can touch her. Not right, Jack. Bay- I'm going to go against you both. Sorry. Not Bailey. Not nope. none of those little. Not none of them on there. On SmackDown, the woman that's the strongest on there is Charlotte Flair. Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. So here's a thought. Turn Charlotte heel, Charlotte back heel because she sucks as a face. Yep. She sucks ass as a face. Terrible. She's terrible. It's not, it's not in her bloodline. Nope. Number one. Yep. So, you know, turn her heel and let her win the damn title, for, for God's sakes, already. Naomi is great. Yes. Okay, great. But she has been the worst, absolute worst SmackDown Women's Champion to me. She has not done shit. She's not defending it. She does not prove nothing. She does not have in-ring chemistry. She sucks on the mic. But yet, they keep putting these belts on the wrong damn people. Yep. And right now, I think, and I'm getting back to SmackDown. I mean, I'll tell you about SmackDown here, and I'll give you my thoughts on real quick. As far as SmackDown goes, I think you'll agree, and Gerard disagreed with me on this, but you might agree with me or disagree with me, Michelle. I think it was a big mistake to have Carmella win Money in the Bank. If you ask me, I thought that was stupid, especially the way that whole ending went. Now, as far as your girl Alexa, let me tell you one thing about Alexa. You guys are Alexa fans, and I respect your opinion. But the thing is, though, other than Bailey, other than Sasha, the only person that can challenge, I feel, I hate to say this, and I've said this girl's name many times before, and I know you're not. Don't say Nia Jax. Yeah, it's Nia. It has to be. Nia's better than Alexa. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Katie, time out. Listen to me. Uh, Nia Jax is green as shit in the ring. She has nothing, nothing to offer. She's a big woman, yes, okay, but guess what? I'm going to reflect back to a comment I said months ago. She is the female version of the freaking Authors of Pain. She don't do nothing. Mm. She don't do nothing. She don't have the chemistry. She don't have nothing. Look at Alexa Bliss who's holding the title. She has on in stage on stage presence, she has she has phenomenal freaking pr- promos. The girl can wrestle. Yeah, she can move. Okay, and she can be double jointed. So, Nia Jax is not an option in my book. It may be in yours. Yeah, but it's not in mine. Now on SmackDown, like I said, nobody can touch Charlotte Flair. Agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. 100. percent Yep. Not Naomi. I don't know what the hell they're doing to Becky Lynch, but yeah, they're you know, screwing her. They're screwing her too. She's just like, she gets no crowd reaction. None. None whatsoever. And I think another thing is, is I understand Charlotte wanted to move to SmackDown to get more uh, competition, but they're not doing her very well over there either. We're going to hate me for saying this. Okay, so Carmella, let let me touch on Carmella for a minute. Gerard, I love you. I love you to death, and you know this. And y'all know y'all missed my mouth and my opinions, but... Carmella should not have that freaking money in the bank because of that little weasel, James Ellsworth, who interfered with the match. And, okay, it's a a no disqualification match. I get it. But if the girl wanted to prove anything to her fans that she does have out there, she would have done it on her own. And she didn't. They banned him. They suspended him. They did this. They did that. And he still interfered and helped her win that damn match. 
if you ask me, it would have been smart for them to put it, to give Charlotte the money in the bank. Now, the money in the bank for the men on SmackDown? Yes. SmackDown? Yes. Baron Corbin? Um, much deserved. The man has worked very hard to get where he is. I have the utmost respect for him and even more respect for him when I saw that video of what he did for that kid at that show last weekend. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That was utmost, utter, teetotal class on his freaking part uh-huh. to break character like that and worry about that kid who was crying because he lost the damn match. So, you know, yeah, sorry, yeah. I ain't been here in a while, so I do have a lot to say. I probably should have called earlier, but, um, yeah, that didn't happen. Sorry. <laughs> but, yes, uh, wrestling pisses me off, and it's, yeah, kind of getting on my last nerve. Uh, I still say that, you know, all of us on this panel should write for WWE because, for God's sakes, I think, we could do a hell of a lot better job than their creative team is doing because they suck. Yep. I would agree. Um, by the way, Michelle, I got the Kevin Owens DVD. If you have not seen it in Gerard Dispute too, my man, it is worth watching. I watched a little bit of it last night after I got back last night, and it is pretty good from what I've seen so far. Um, by the way, Michelle, I don't know if you heard I mentioned it last night on Wolfpack. It is now official. It will be Root and McIntyre at NXT TakeOver 3 in Brooklyn. Uh, I thought he was feuding with Roderick Strong. I thought Roderick Strong would have been thrown in or Cassius Ono, but now it looks like Cassius is going to go against the Tongue. They're turning well, the tongue you know what? Field. I got something to say on that, too. I think that's utter bullshit. Because if you can't give Nakamura a run because he is new to SmackDown, Drew McIntyre is new to NXT. He hasn't proven shit to nobody there yet. He shouldn't have a title run just yet. Roger Strong deserves gold. I'm sorry. he He's well, way, way overdue on that. Someone told me that NXT, I think, Howard, just signed. I'm not sure if it's been, if it's been confirmed or if it's just a rumor. Apparently, they've signed Jay Lethal. Uh, I don't know, but I know I, they signed Bob Fish. Yeah, they got him. They got also uh, Kyle O'Reilly, who was at the tapings the other night. And also, I mentioned to Chad in the news tonight, oh, no, I'm going to draw too. They've now announced that Talking Smack has been canceled. Really? Yep. As of this week, it's the last week. They'll still do it after the SmackDown pay-per-views, but they will not do it on a weekly show anymore. And <laughs> I'll tell you, I said this the other night to Chad, how I, I think Gerard was on the line at the time when I said this, and John was in the chat box. Uh, the Cruiserweight division's dying. It really is. And, and except for Neville, who else is out there maybe besides Well, Stark, they screwed you know? Aries over, so, you know. Yeah, that was a – that just – that pissed me off that he left like that. I mean, that really – Ooh. Well, and you then, can't blame him when he says yeah. he's more than cruiserweight material. He is. Yeah. He is. He's proven yeah. that so many freaking times. I don't know why they want to make him stick to the cruiserweight division only. It's stupid. Yeah. He and can't. He cannot advance in that. He nope. can't. Right. Yep. Right. And, and right. He said, yep. and he can't compete to October. In fact, he said this earlier today on Twitter. 
I would like to thank WWE for the opportunity to perform for the amazing fans of the universe. I would like to thank the extremely talented, hardworking people of WWE whom I had the pleasure to work with, both in front of and behind the camera. I will continue to health, happiness, and success move to new future endeavors. And Gerard and I said, I think it was the other night, we said, I think it was on debate, we kind of mentioned it a little bit, is I think Ring of Honor or uh, maybe GFW might give him a call, if not Japan. I think he's going back there. Yeah, well, you know. You know my opinion on that. There's so much. I mean, where's Adam Cole? Yeah. What are they doing with him? I was going to ask I meant to ask George that the other night. We've talked. I mean, they have missed the boat on him, I feel. I want to see I want to see him come up, but I don't know why they just keep stalling. They're I don't stalling. think nobody's offering him what he wants yet. I'm I think that's the problem. Yeah. I'm going to say right now, and George's here to hear, if he's still here, he can, he can call me and just mark this down, guys. I think Adam Cole will debut at SummerSlam. I think that's the way they're going to go with it. I really do, and I would not be surprised. I'm going to say right now, I'll go one better. I think Adam Cole will challenge Neville for the Cruiserweight title at SummerSlam. If they're going to shake up the Cruiserweight oh. division, that is the match I want to see. <laughs> That'll be the match of the night in my eyes. Uh, they have to. One thing I want to say to you, J.D., because yes. <laughs> I haven't been here. I know. And uh, yeah, so your little bitch boy Samoa Joe. Yes. He learned real quick. Yes, he did. To do not provoke the beast. That is true. This is true. Yes. And he got yes. his ass kicked. Yes, he did. Yeah. But all in all, that was a good match. But uh, uh, even though I know it's already past eleven o'clock hour here, um, guys. Uh, and we haven't all done this together here in quite a bit, even though John's not on the floor. Whoa! And I hadn't heard that in a long time. Sorry. <laughs> hey, no, I love it. Hey, I love it. I love it. That's something we've missed. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Gerard? I'm sure. Uh, 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 what a great segue here to do to do here. Oh, I have a question for Gerard, actually. Um, I'd like to know who the hell exactly is wearing his underwear if he's not. <laughs> I've been wondering that myself. He mentioned that to me on Top Heel. Uh, so. um, do you hey, what we say on Top Heel is Top Heel, buddy. Don't be giving away the secrets now. <laughs> hey, okay, I got you right here. In other words, word. that's his secret word for saying he goes commando. Yeah, that's right. I'm naked right now. That's right. <laughs> 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 okay, guys, August 1st, your Kurt Angle DVD will be out, but uh, two good DVDs, to, uh, three good DVDs to watch out for. September 5th, you guys are going to like this. WWE will be coming out with the unreleased matches from 1965 on DVD. There's like 50 different matches that'll be having like guys that. We're breaking the business like Taz, Sky Too Hotty when they first tried out with WWE on that DVD. October 3rd, Dawn of the Attitude, 1997. And October 24th, 30 Years of the Survivor Series will be out in stores everywhere. So those are the upcoming DVDs. But like I said, uh, I have not watched the Rollins DVD yet as much as I wanted to. I'm going to have to watch it eventually next week. But I did start to watch, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, the Kurt Angle. Or not the Kurt Angle, the Kevin Owens DVD last night. I saw about 15, 20 minutes before I crashed out. And from what I've seen so far, it looks pretty damn good. Oh, okay. 
guys, I uh, wanted to mention one quick thing. John has hit me up on Facebook here and sent me this message. And I thought I'd be appropriate to read this on the air before. I was going to do one special thing here with everybody else here. Uh, let me read this message that John has on tap right here. He says, sir, hey, Chad, I know this week, and I did not know this either, and I forgot about this as well. He has been, uh, th- it was this week sometime he said that it's been two years since he's been a part of the network. Uh, and he said he wanted to, he wanted to thank, thank me. Well, thank me. Was, was, in other words, I should say us. Not, it's not just me now. It's us. For letting us let me for letting me be a part letting him be a part of, of us for two years. He's looking forward to having a lot more years. You know what? I tell you the truth. Well, from what I heard about that, you know, I, I'm uh, first off first off I'm we're all honored, I should say. Very honored indeed. Uh <clears throat> and you know, uh, you know, I'm, that that gives me more optimism that this thing is going to go on here for quite a long time. So, John, John, I do thank you, sir, for leaving me for leaving that message, and uh, and and we didn't. I didn't realize either. It's been that long, but uh, but uh, two years older and bolder with us is what he's saying. <laughs> I like that. He's taking it from the slogan that we got on the Revolution Radio page. Um, if, if everyone is up to it here, just a couple. We'll do a couple of these. And GTS, I think you know what I mean. Uh, we haven't done this intro here in quite a long time. And uh, he, let's just say uh, the old standby, if you know what I mean here. I'm back. Okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's my underwear under the bed, right? Is that what you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn, the other old standby. Okay. It's Friday night oh, and everything's okay, going. Okay, okay, I, I got you, I got you. Calm down, calm your tits. I got you, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> oh, whoever has, oh, wait, I was going to say whoever has tits, but you'd be the one, so all right. You win, MLD. You win. <laughs> we have we have man tits. Doesn't that count? But all right, all right. Let's get going. All right, let's get beyond that now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have him speechless. He misses me so much. I have him speechless. I I told you that earlier. I missed your voice. Damn it. <laughs> we all have it. It's been a while, and we're glad that for Friday night, our ten the week, we needed it. <laughs> well, surprise. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's have let's go ahead and, and get that rock and roll here. Uh, but of course, the, yeah, yes. I'm trying to. You guys all interrupt. You guys are all interrupting. All right. All right. Just pipe down now and I'll do my thing and then you guys can talk. I'll let you. (laughs) Wicked wild fantasy matchups. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, We'll do, uh, I don't know, we'll do, let's do three apiece. Do three apiece. Uh, 
as we say, guys and women, whatever, however you want to do it, uh, men, women, different matches, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and, and, <laughs> and uh, by that team, yeah, there you go. Uh, whatever, <laughs> see, ETS, if you add to my man, but you can start us off. It's your first man. All righty then. <laughs> Let's start it off with a bang. <laughs> Uh, let's do, uh, Fatal 4-Way, and the people in the matchup are as the following. Austin Aries, Adam Cole, baby, CM Punk. And last but not least, Kenny Omega. Oh! Holy! Fucking shit! Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, he's come out swinging, folks. Thank you. Thank you uh, and uh, GTS, may I ask about who you pick as the winner of that? Well, I don't want to do that. That would be too hard. Uh, Alrighty. Uh,. I'm going to have to go with Adam Cole, baby. Ooh, MLD. <laughs> uh, oh, it was a fatal four-way. I'm sitting here waiting for him to say another team. Jesus, I'm stupid tonight. Um, Adam Cole. <clears throat> JD. Adam Cole, Kenny Omega. Who were the other two again? Holy fuck, were you not listening? All right, I'll tell you again. No, I heard the two. I just needed the other two. Uh, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, Austin Aries, and CM Punk. A good four-way, but you know what? It's going to be... I'm going to surprise you guys. I'm going to go with Omega. This was a tough one between him and Cole. I couldn't decide. But I'm going to go with Omega in a tight one. Holy it shit, is. it's going to snow. How tight can you get it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a train going through a tunnel. That's how That's tight. It. Oh, I will also go with that. Okay. Uh, George, should we do that one? Wow. Everybody does one at a time, or do all three at once? Whichever. Uh, no, we'll go go around the board because I I can't think. Let's. Somebody Long else board. have a turn. Okay, MLD, first one in a long time. Let's see what you got on on the table. Yeah, right? Let's hope I can freaking think. Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, well, shit balls fire. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, you know, I, I want to see this match actually happen, but the problem is they're both on two different friggin' brands, and I'm going to kick myself in the ass when I'm done after I say this. Mike Bennett versus Heath Slater. Oh! Okay. Yeah. Who do you think the match? Um, I, uh, Mike Bennett. I, I love Heath Slater, and then he's another one that's getting shit on, but I'd have to say Bennett. Okay. Gerard, your thoughts on this match? Mike Bennett. 
JD? There is no need to cause for miracles because Heath Slater, however, will end up losing here, mind you. And I, I'll, I'll have to go along with, with that. Uh, I think he's a, will be indeed a miracle worker there. So, uh, <clears throat> so I'll definitely, I'll definitely also say uh, Mike Bennett as well. Uh, JD, you're up next. All right, and Gerard's gonna love hearing this one because we're gonna go with a war games theme. When the rules are simple, three teams are in this match. The first team will be represented by Team Canada, which consists of the following. It will be Lance Storm, Bret Hart. It will be also, let's see, Lance Storm, Bret Hart, and Chris Benoit. And we'll throw the fourth guy in as Chris Jericho. Team Japan, Team International, mind you. And it will consist of the great Muta, Masahiro My Hero Chono. Uh, it will be the great the great Muta, Masahiro Chono. Uh, it'll, let's see, we'll do another Japanese guy. I kind of, I'm, I'm trying to think of a couple more Japanese guys. I need a couple more Japanese. Oh, Yoshihiro Tajiri. And we'll uh, throw a fourth guy in the mix. And that will be the great Suzaki. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The winner of that will face Team U.S. Team U.S., however, will have four legends Four legends in this one. They will be Bob Backlund, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, and we'll throw in Roddy Piper. Ooh. So we got Team Camp versus Japan in the first round. The winner of that will face the winner of the U.S. team. That person will have to go on to the next round. <laughs> the US so my stake is, my question to you all is this. Who wins? Is it Hulk Hogan? It's not Hulk Hogan's team, no. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Wait a minute. Yes, he made it back. Well, well, he did make it back on. Um, he was supposed to machine John Gross is now on. Is now on the is now on the on the line here, uh, John. Uh, John, the, I guess the safe thing to say is welcome back. I didn't think you would make it come back home this evening. Well, I, I just realized something. I just realized something, guys. You guys remember two years ago today when somebody very important in your in your uh, I mean two years ago, which will be next week, that July twentieth, two thousand fifteen, that somebody. Came into your into your show. Yeah, we yeah we talked about that. Yeah. That person was me. So, so uh, I just thought I'd come here and uh, talk to you guys for telling you guys for two years, guys. Thank you guys for letting me be a part of this for two years. I know I've had, I know I had some crazy ups. I had some crazy downs, but you know what? You know what? My two years here with you guys has been fun, and it's been awesome. And although I've never, I never was here for May or June, JD, if it wasn't yep. for you introducing me to you to these guys, yes. If it wasn't inter- for you introducing me to these guys, I would not not be here. If it was not for you. Yes. So when when I thought in my head last night, 
tonight. I was like, oh, my God, two, it's been two years since since I joined these guys. And I, I didn't yeah. even know, know it was two yeah. years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. July. That is true. But I've had, I've had a lot. I've had great times with you guys. I've just had, had a lot, lot of fun. Um, I've had a lot of fun talking to Michael Sam Houston. I've had a lot of fun talking to um, to you guys. Michelle, welcome back. I want to add Thank to. You. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want want to thank you, Chad, for letting us, me and JD, have Raw Radio as well. Because if it wasn't for me being here, Raw Radio would have never existed. And I also want to thank all of you, you guys, for letting us go into one hundred and two episodes yeah, of this will be one of Raw Radio. Mm-hmm. As we you always do, but but that. Katie, I'll let you go ahead, man. Yes. And and I, I can sympathize with John. Yeah, 102, however, we're on now, coming this week. It has been two years, right? Yep. But you know what, guys? Two years, two years of having fun with y'all, just, it just, just blew away. Time just blew away pretty fast. But you know what? I'm looking to make more of my years with you guys. Very, very fun again. All right, gentlemen. Well, with that being said, I will talk to you all next this weekend. I I thought I was going to be gone for tonight, but I just realized mine was two years ago. I just realized it. I just wanted to say goodnight to you. I just wanted to say thank you for the two years, and I'm really looking forward to spend more years with you guys. Well, Good to uh, hear, John. Here. It's my pleasure. Yes, indeed. Yep. Thank you All right, pleasure. guys. Well, I will talk to you next Monday where we will go over Battleground yep. and all that good stuff. Good night, guys. Good night, good John. Night, John. Have a good week. Love mm-hmm. you all. Bye-bye. Bye. And, J.D., I'll be thinking of you tomorrow, my man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. it should be a very, it's going to be a very sweet day in a way, however. Thank you. I know, I know, I know what it's like to lose a granddad as well. I know. Well, he he's the last of the family, so what can I say? How yeah. I get said. And I also heard nine months he would have been a hundred. Yep, nine God months. Bless- and next April he would have been one hundred. Yep, you're right. God bless his soul, man. Exactly. God bless his soul. I couldn't say any better. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Hey, John. Uh, thank you very much, sir. Human Supreme Machine John Brooks. As we go ahead and and continue on with our I said three three match lineup of our fantasy matchups here. I think uh, who was up was it you, um, JD? It was Gerard. It was Gerard's Gerard ready to go. Did, did, did we all no? But did we all uh, vote on JD's match? Yeah, that's what we were doing. We're getting ready to do when John called back in. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry, Gerard. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Uh, your thoughts on JD's match, please. I don't remember his match. I'll again. No problem. No problem. No problem. Uh, it was Team Canada, Jericho, Storm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I got it. I remember now. I had a relapse or something. Okay, I got it. Uh, He's still looking for his underwear. Yeah, I'm still looking for my underwear. Oh, wait. I got it on. It's SpongeBob SquarePants. Hello. Yeah, I know. Sexy. Oh, 
All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know it's awesome. Uh, Team Canada. <laughs> Team Canada. Your thoughts on on JD's match? Uh, Team Canada. Uh, JD, your thoughts. And you know what? I know I live in America, but I gotta go with Team Canada as well. You know. And I will go along and say the same thing myself as well. Uh, now let's see. Uh, my turn, I think. There, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, let me, let me, let me see here. Ooh, okay. Okay. Uh. Can I say one thing while you're thinking? Yes, go ahead, please. Real quick, I'll make it quick. <clears throat> Just to let you, all you fine gentlemen know, tomorrow yes. is the state finals for Caleb. He was the first pick. Nice. Good luck. Go get it, Caleb. That's awesome. Good luck, my man. Yes, Uh, indeed. Yes, indeed. And uh, congrats to the young man. Of course, still the holder of our junior heavyweight championship, by the way. That still is facing his possession there. So, indeed. Uh, Okay. You know what? I'm actually, this is going to be kind of an add-on to a match that took place. But uh, uh, I'm sure everyone remembers the the uh, four corners match at Strength Stampede '99 for the title. Uh, it's gonna be the same four men right there: Sting, EDP, Hogan, and Ric Flair. Only this time the belt is vacant, and this time the man who was the original the original referee is also a part of the match, and that is the Macho Man Randy Savage. So now it is a fatal five way. Who picks up the WCW title? Gerard, I'll ask you first. Uh, <laughs> who are the people again? Sting, DDP, uh, Ric Flair, Hollywood Hogan, and now the Macho Man Randy Savage. He's no longer the ref- guest referee. He is a part of the match. Wow, that's... Uh... That's a tight little situation there. That's for sure. Uh... (laughs) Well, brother, I'm going with Hollywood Hogan. Okay. Thanks, indeed. Uh, Michelle, your thoughts here? I'm going with Sting. Going with with Sting. Okay. Uh, JD? I'm going to go with the Stinger, too. Okay. Okay. And I, and it's going to probably be a tie, so I'm going along with GTS. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the man who I hope they bring back to WWE really, really soon, that is... (laughs) Hollywood Hulk Hogan, as JT says, I mean, GTS says, brother. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, so, great matches for the first round here. Second round here. Uh, uh, 
GTS, let's hear what you got. Uh, okay, why not? Uh, <laughs> uh, I have nothing. <laughs> um, hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, hold Get on. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Okay. Uh, I'll wait. Hmm. Okay, I got it. Tag team matchup. Going with the Young Bucks versus the Revival. No! No, 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 no! Uh, GTS, your thoughts on this match? Uh, It's funny because the Young Bucks and all of them are... uh, It was uh, Fuck the Revival on Twitter... And the revival turned it to forever the revival. Uh, I thought it was pretty yeah. funny, but uh, yeah, they got a thing going. The young bucks, uh, they got a, they do like a question thing on Twitter, and who should they face? And it they bring up the revival all the time, so they kind of got a feud going on Twitter. Um, I'm going with the Young Bucks. I'm a big, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Young Bucks and I'm a Revival fan, but uh, I'm a uh, really big Young Bucks fan. I'm going with Young Bucks. Okay. And, and Mildy, before I get your, uh, before I get your response, I was just reading something here, coming from a website here that's uh, uh, for one of our TV stations down here, in my neck of the woods. Apparently, in Atlanta, uh, I believe this happened here uh, uh, on Wednesday, actually. A stuntman for the TV show Walking Dead has died after oh, an accident no. on the set. Yeah, a stuntman. Uh, he was 33 years old. I'm, I, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. I'm going to make his brief. He fell onto concrete from a 25-foot balcony. Oh, uh, no. Wow. He was, he was placed on a ventilator at Atlanta Medical Center, and he died later that day. How old was he? 33. Yikes. USA Today reported this, and this actually was on this website. I saw, saw it was trending on Facebook, so I hate that. MLD, let's share your next match. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Gerard needs a good kick in the ass, number one, for this match. Oh, God, that's hard, too. Grand damage. <clears throat> and... Cody Rhodes has gone along with the whole fuck the revival thing too, I noticed. Um <laughs> apparently a lot of fans after them coming out and tagging the Hardy Boys are going along with it too, and I'm just like, oh my god. Anyways, uh Man, Gerard, why you do that shit to me? You know I love both of those groups. <laughs> Damn well it. you haven't been um, on for a while, so <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> That's right. That's a receipt. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the revival. Okay. <laughs> Believe it or not. And, uh, and I will go with the shadow machine. 
I'm gonna go with G. I'm gonna go with the young bucks on this. Uh, on oh, also, not only is Talking Smack been canceled, Unfiltered with Renee Young has been canceled too. What? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh no, I love that show. Yes, yeah, Talking Smack isn't the only WWE network series to be canceled. After news broke that WWE's canceled the series in its recent format, Renee Young responded to a fan question on Twitter and said her WWE Network series, Unfiltered, which she concluded one-on-one interviews, has also been canceled. Damn. Oh, man. <laughs> I think it. I've got a hot dude. Oh, Lord. Uh, that's that's <laughs> not, Gross. Oh. Mountain Dew, yeah. There. Oh. Uh, before I get to JD's match here, I found this old, um, this wrestling birthday game. I think we've probably played this thing several times. This is one Rhonda found a couple of years ago and posted it. Well, I found it. And, um, of course, y'all knew that my birthday was the other week. And I was kind of surprised to see what my, what my uh, birthday kind of equaled out to in this. I knocked out Dean Ambrose. Yes, good. <laughs> Gerard, one more time, my friend. I know your birthday's in August. What date exactly? That's why I have an idea. August 17th. Seven, 17th, okay. 17th, uh, yeah. 17th. Okay, I want to make sure I had that right. Give me just a second here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. There it is. I, I was, okay. Uh, you actually, Gerard, <laughs> Gerard, you will team up with Luke Harper. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what actually, I'm talking about. He uh, found his underwear under Alexa Bliss's bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Michelle, I know your birthday's in February. It's February the what now? Uh, oh, my birthday? Yeah, your birthday. Oh, the 6th. February the 6th. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Everybody's going to have to run after this happens. But on 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 Michelle's birthday, she super kicked The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> like hell. <laughs> JD, what is yours again? December the what? 15th. 15th? Yep. Okay. Uh, you distracted Dolph Ziggler. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I think John, I think John's his we said his was the seventh, right? Yeah, March seventh, I think it was seven. March seventh. He actually cashed in on Xavier Woods, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he cashed in all right, Howard. He got the sex tape to prove it. <laughs> in his in his underwear. In his underwear. <laughs> oh, I gotta tell you something about this. Joseph Lee wrote this on Four Line Mania Day. This is so funny to get a laugh at this. He talked about Ric Flair having an accident in his tights, however, and he did an interview with the two-man power trip. This is a true story, and this is what he said about Flair having an accident in his tights. If you watch the Flair Steamboat match, they rarely went home before the 40-minute time mark. These guys always wrestle for a good while, and sometimes they would go 45, 50 minutes. There was a situation one time when Flair had an accident, and he ate too close to the matches. I don't want to get too graphic because I've talked about this before. Because I think we've all had a situation in our life where we couldn't hold our load, so to speak. And he's laughing at this point and had an accident in our britches. It has happened to me, and on this particular night, it happened to Rick. And we were in a sold-out Charlotte Coliseum, and about 12,000 people in there. And I was like, oh, got to go, got to go. They were in that sentiment, and needless to say, things didn't smell too good. But it was a bad situation, and the only time that it ever happened. 
Oh, my goodness. Guys, I found one more, and then we'll continue with the matches here. Another birthday scenario game. I love these games, by the way. I, I, I got to find a whole bunch of them and put them, put them somewhere so we can have them. I mean, these games, these things are fun. Uh, um, this one here is is picking out what type of match you're in against a particular competitor. Okay? My birthday, I was in a barbed wire match against the Big Show. I'm surprised I'm even here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, see, Gerard is August the 17th, and you were in a buried alive match, Gerard, against Shane McMahon. <laughs> uh, and Michelle, yours is okay, the sixth, right, Michelle? February 6th. Yeah. You were in a cage match against Kurt Angle. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And, and J.D., yours is, this, you said, December 15th. Right. You were in a ladder match against Chris Benoit. Uh, <laughs> and John, March the 7th, he was in a tables match against the Road Dog. <laughs> <laughs> And let me know where they're at because I would love to use some of these. And I would love to find some of these and use them on some of the shows. I, I, I will send you the link to it tomorrow, Chad. Hmm? I, I'll send you the link to it. They're online. Yeah, let me know how to find them. I haven't been able to find them. Yeah, I'll send you the link tomorrow. Okay. All right. Oh, thank you very, thank you very much, here. Um, uh, JD. I think you were up to do a match. I think correct. Yes, I I think I was, and I'm going. No, to... you skipped me. Oh yeah, let yeah. Oh, I'm going going next. yeah, let me show going next. I, I, now Michelle is going. Michelle is going to slap me. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Michelle. Uh, right. Uh, sorry about sorry about that. We're all getting ahead of ourselves, aren't we? <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, Michelle, go ahead, please. My apologies. Okay, you you said Chris Benoit, and. and... Damn it, this comes in my head, and uh, and this is another one I'm going to kick myself in the ass for, but I swear I'd love to see it. Benoit versus Matt Sedell. Oh, you're talking about uh, uh, Evan, Evan Bourne? Bourne? or however the hell you know him, yeah. as. Oh, okay. Uh, Michelle, who do you pick? I I don't know. Um, I need, yeah, I need that ass kicking because I love both of them. But I Benoit, for sure. Gerard, your thoughts? Benoit. JD? Benoit versus who? Uh, Benoit, Matt Sardell, Matt Sardell, Sardell, however you know him. I'm going to say Benoit. And I'm going to say that as well. Uh, and my turn again, okay. Uh, no, you skip JD now.
type match. Interior six. Mm-hmm. Old and new. On one side, Charlotte. Next, Gail Kim. Next, uh, let's go with uh, Beulah McGillicuddy. Next, we will go with, uh, let's uh, throw uh, Alexa Bone here. Why not? Alexa Bliss. Uh, then we will go with, uh, let's see, who else can we put in the match? Like him. Mickey James. And I'll throw my last one in. That's, that's five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. My sixth one will be a legend. Let's go with uh, the fabulous Moolah in her prime. Ooh. And I'm going to go with Charlotte. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? Did I yeah. just hear him run? Yeah. Wow. I know. He's going to snow asshole deep to an alligator. <laughs> uh, Gerard, your pick? I'm going to go with. Gail Kim. Wow. Holy fuck a moly. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, those yeah, there's two favorites of mine in this. Son of a bitch. <clears throat> um You know what? I'm going to go with Gerard. I'm going to say Gail Kim. Okay. Um, JD, you're... I went. Or, I, I picked her. Oh, you already did. Yeah. And you, you picked her. Okay. Right. And Gail uh, Kim will be in the TNA Hall of Fame next year. My goodness. Uh, good choices there. Uh Tough call here. I'm also, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'm also say, uh, I'll also say, uh, um, uh, Gail Kim as well. That's a. <clears throat> Whoa, yeah, that's a good belt. Okay, now I think now I think I'm ready to uh, to uh, give you uh, do a match here. Okay, all right. And now have we all? How many have we? Uh, has everybody done each? Uh... We've done two. Yeah, this will be everybody's second. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> And if I lose y'all, I'm sorry. My battery is dying because my phone's a piece of shit. Okay. Well, well, I'll make it. I'll make it as quick as I can here. Uh, and if we do lose you, Michelle, too, also, we'll let the key out tomorrow. Um, Thank you. Yes, indeed. Uh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, a champion versus champion match. 
Ooh, I like. And it's and it's uh, and it's uh, not not Roman Reigns. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, actually, it was something uh, I had I had heard uh, I heard mentioned somewhere. I'm not sure where that was. Uh, uh, let me see. I'm trying to remember what that was. That I give me just a second here. Uh, and you know this would work if he was if he was still a champion. But you no, know, I'm going to I'm going to this that man was still a champion. So y'all probably have an idea as to what I'm talking about here. Uh, and we've talked. We've probably done this several different times, but this time, uh, with the belts being, of course, a factor in this. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. <gasps> oh, be still my heart. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, damn Gerard, it, well, I, I know. I know. I'm not. It's not. We're not doing any favors here because you have to, <laughs> He came back. <laughs> uh, 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 Gerard, your thoughts here, please, sir. Brock Lesnar. I love the way you say that. I love the way the man, the, Gerard is the man. I love the way the man says that, indeed. Mm. MLD, if, before you kill me, do you, do you have a, do you have a win? <laughs> well, um, you know, these are two of my favorites. Um, and now that Del Rio's screwed up. Oh well, they're not taking the title away from him either. I read, but you know that's that's complete bullshit. But anyways, um, I'm sorry, Gerard. I love you. I'm sorry. Um, and you know, God dang it, uh, Brock, definitely. I hate to go against Lashley, but damn it, it's Brock. JD, it's gonna be the beast. I definitely got to say Brock, too. Very, very dominant, indeed. Mm-hmm. Has everybody done, before I say anything else, has everybody done a match? Yeah, we've Three all match. done two apiece. Yeah. We've all done two apiece. Okay. Two, right. I don't know. I lost count. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Um Okay, let's go ahead. We'll go ahead and finish off here. Doing we'll, we'll finish off here one more piece before we end, end the uh, evening. Uh, Gerard, what, do you have one more match here? Do you want to give a try? <laughs> me, ver- me versus you know, Gerard. you know I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ready <laughs> then. This is a PG show, Michelle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> midnight now. You might as well make it rated R. <laughs> well, it's always rated R when I'm on, but that's true. <laughs> it's always rated R when I'm on. You should have been on the other night. I swore a hundred times, I think, but that's besides the point. But <laughs> uh, I'm always rated R when I'm on. I don't give a shit, but that's besides the point. 
All right, we are going to make this a champion versus champion match. In the first corner, we're going to have the IC champion, The Miz, versus the United States champion, AJ Styles. Oh, Gerard, damn it, that's strike two for you. Gerard, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, 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 you're coming, man. You <laughs> just read my message. <laughs> I did. That would, that, that would be a... Uh, yeah. I wish my rubber boots didn't have a hole in them. That's all I have to say. Uh, I, uh, I have to say, <laughs> The Miz. MLB. Oh, shit, I can't breathe. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, I love you, Gerard. Damn it. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> I love The Miz, and I love AJ, and oh, my God. Fucking goodness. Um, the Miz. JD? Two words for the Miz. Styles Clash. Oh! Well, that's no shocker. And with all due respect to everyone involved here, uh, I'm also going to say Styles as well. Traitor. <laughs> well, you can call me Ben Pickon if you want. I mean, I, <laughs> oh, that's the only time I do that. Great matches all around here, guys. Great matches. MLD, one more, one more for the road. Still laughing at Gerard. Um. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, shit. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I'm going to kick myself in the ass for this one, too. But I'm going to do Money in the Bank winner against Money in the Bank winner. Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And I'm screwed. Um, damn, okay. that's really hard. Um, I have to stick with Seth Rollins. Okay. Gerard, your pick here? Seth fucking Rollins. JD? Ah. Uh. I'm torn because both I love. This is really tough. Uh, you know what? You're going to, again, be surprised with my answer, but I'm going to go with the Lone Wolf, Baron Corbin, in a close one. It would be a great match. It would. It would be, be, be a hell of a match. And, 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 uh, and it was Seth and Baron. Is that what you said? Right. Yes. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Seth Rollins. Fucking Rollins. 
<laughs> Sorry, I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> me and Gerard thing. But uh, and uh, let's see, uh, and, and everyone's picked except me, right? Oh, everybody's picked, right? Yeah. Wait for this. Wait for round three. No, I haven't. I haven't done mine for round three. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, JD, you're next. All right. No disrespect to Gerard on this one, but he's gonna like this one. Michelle, I think he might like it too. We're gonna go with a ladder match. You put AJ Styles in earlier. I'm gonna put him back in. Only this time. He's going to go up against the man who made the ladder match famous. Gerard's man himself, the bad guy, Scott Hall. And I'm going to stick that ladder where the sun don't shine, J.D. <laughs> against A.J. Styles. Oh, you son of a gun. <laughs> All right, J.D., who you pick? And you better pick the right one. And I am going to pick the right one, Scott Hall. <laughs> it's going to be a great match, no doubt. Scott Hall will win. A grueling 25-30 minute battle here with the Phenomenal One. This will be a hell of a match and a Mania main event anywhere. It will be the bad guy, Scott Hall. There you go. All right, Gerard, I don't think you need to ask you, my man. You don't, but Scott Hall. MLD? That's a tough one, too, but definitely Scott Hall. And I will definitely say the same thing as well. And I'll add the final one here, as I say, the nail in the coffin. <laughs> um, Excuse me. And I don't know if we've done this one or not, but I'm going to get, speaking of nail in the coffin, I'm going to do this one. I'm going to give this one a try. Uh-oh. I know we're, we're about three months away from Halloween, but I'll go ahead and do this one anyway. This came to me. Vampiro versus Gangrel. Ooh. You bastard. <laughs> I knew that was coming. You want, do you have a winner for this? For, for this? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, you stole my childhood memories. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with Vampiro. Okay, uh, MLD. I agree. Much, much stronger competitor, Vampiro. JD? Yeah, the Vamp has to win here. No doubt about it. It'll be a great match, but the Vamp's going to come through here. And I'll have to say the same thing, too. I'll definitely say the same thing as well. <laughs> On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, I want to get rolling here, guys. And before I go again, thank you guys this week. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart and my family. It means so much to us all. I will catch up with you guys Monday, if not tomorrow afternoon, but I will definitely, if not tomorrow afternoon, catch up with you over the weekend. Michelle, good luck to KO this weekend. Keep me informed and let us know how he does, however, and I will definitely hopefully hear from you on Monday. Gerard, I know I will probably hear from you Monday as well, as well as Chad, because we are going to have a lot to talk about Battleground. So, guys, enjoy the weather out there. Be safe, be careful, and have a good weekend, you guys. Oh, J.D., don't worry. I'm going to invade your show Monday. Don't worry. Awesome. We're going to be happy to have you back. We haven't heard from you on Raw Radio in a while, and it's going to be good to have you back on with the gang. So, guys, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon.
sunshine will be there. I hope not rain. It's been raining every fucking day. It's it's horrible. I don't have an umbrella because I beat them all up. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I hate umbrellas, apparently. I don't know. <clears throat> we don't have a good relationship. Uh, I wish I did because I got wet. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Uh, so... I forgot what I was gonna say. Now I gotta make shit up. Oh, it's, uh, so <laughs> have a great day tomorrow without the rain. It's gonna be sunny wherever you are. Let's hope. Uh, God bless and see you all in the ring in your underwear. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.